what is up everyone thank you for tuning in to another episode of small town horror with johnny and randy and as always i'm johnny i'm randy and we are excited <clears throat> maybe i'm too excited to deliver this week's episode this guy's dancing around in his seat <laughs> this this is one of my all-time favorite horror films and a dream come true film when i first heard about freddy versus jason finally being made it was like everything i could ever want you know uh, I grew up with the Nightmare on Elm Street series. I grew up with the Friday 13 series, and Freddy was always my favorite out of those two. Mm-hmm. And I just could not wait for this film. But we want to say thank you for tuning in, and we hope you are still enjoying the podcast. And uh, this is April, and we actually got three. Uh, we're going to have three uh, episodes this month. And it's kind of like me and Randy decided what we, can we do for April. You know, back in March we did the Leprechaun movies. Well, this month we decided to do our favorite horror films. So I got to pick Freddy vs. Jason, and Randy picked his favorite. I'm choosing Silence of the Lambs. That is a classic. I love it. And then we were like, okay, what could we do for the third one? And we ain't gonna bust that out until the end of the episode. We're gonna make you wait. Yeah, you got you got to watch the whole, you know, listen to the whole episode before you you get the goodies. You know, it's, right? It's like the cereal box. You can't get the treat until you eat all the cereal. Exactly, man. But <clears throat> before we start. I know we kind of always go over the film just a little bit. This was Randy's first ever time seeing Freddy vs. Jason. First time. This thing has been out for years. It, it's, it breaks my heart realizing how fast time flies by. And I didn't realize that it had already been out for almost 20 years. Yeah. About no three. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, yeah. There's 21. So, yeah. It sucks. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. But, um, so before we get into the summary and all that, don't tell me you're rated or nothing, but so what do you think of the film at least? I, mean, I liked it. You did I, like the I film. I really did. I really did like. It. I was gonna, I was gonna joke with you and tell you it was a terrible movie. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. Because for you know, it's, so we've been talking about how he's excited for me to see it, and it's one of his favorites. And I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna mess with him. I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna rate it like a three, but but I'm not gonna do that. I really do like it. I liked it a lot. There, Good. There was, like, there was a lot of scenes in it where I thought that that's pretty dope. Right and it was, on. and it wasn't just. It wasn't just the characters. Like Freddie Freddie and Jason played their roles like it was perfectly. But it was the ambience and the setting of the movie itself that right. I, I really dug. The lighting, the the music and, and everything was it was sick. Yeah, I that's what stuck out to me was like the certain ways the camera would move or the mm-hmm. lighting. You know, I mean you even there was one scene which we'll get into later and I was like, dude, I love that part. And you're like, yeah, the lighting and that. I yeah. mean, it just just the way it changes. It changes like mm-hmm. the almost the entire mood of the that right. scene. Yeah, but it really did. Um, so before we get started, um, I just want to say, as always, you can find us on Instagram at Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy, and you can find us on Facebook 
and give us a like on there give us a follow and our like i said we are growing and eventually when we hit a higher number we are going to start taking requests requests but right now we do have our first request we do and we actually got a couple yeah and i'm excited to do them uh but one of them was for uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is another one I don't think I've ever seen. And it's class—I think it's classified as horror comedy, horror comedy yeah. something. And but the the thing is, is I I, I consider it horror comedy. I like it, so mm -hmm. I think it would fit in. But like yeah. like we both said when we first started this podcast, we're not just doing strictly horror. We like thriller. Yep. There, there's some movies like Saw. Saw's not really horror. It's more gore. Yeah. But I mean, we're just. Well, this is like we were talking about uh, Sweeney Todd. It's technically right. a horror musical, right? And that's one of the that's a movie that me and you both love. Oh, love it! Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, check us out on on Facebook, Instagram. You can get us on anywhere that you can catch your normal podcast: Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Definitely check us out. Throw us down a like. Let us know what you think. Right, and like we always say, it, leave us uh, a review, even if it's a bad one. Just tell us what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast. If you well, don't like Johnny's sound effects, let us know. I'll try to keep them from doing it. Man, it's going to be hard for me not to be doing it in this episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. So anyway, I guess we can go ahead and get into it. Um, you want to go ahead and read the summary first? Yeah, yeah I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Freddy Krueger and Jason Foreys return to terrorize the teenage population. Except this time, they're out to get each other, too. <laughs> right? So, Freddy vs. Jason came out in 2003. And it was written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift and directed by Ronnie Yu. Ronnie Yu also did one of my favorite horror films, uh, Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky was a... It was, for me, in that whole series, that was the last good Chucky movie. Mm -hmm. Up and Yeah. But so. till new ones you ain't seen yet. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't seen the the ultimate the the curse uh, and cult. Curse and cult. I have not seen those. But Ronnie, you I, you know they always give it a lot of slack as far as when the Child's Play series. You know everybody says it. The first three are the best. I didn't like. I didn't one. care for the third one, but I really like Brian and Chucky. Yeah, I did like Brian and Chucky. I did not like the third one. I love the second one. Uh, and Bride of Chucky was the last one that I really just did love. And you can really see a lot of like similarities between Bride of Chucky and Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Just like as far as colors, backgrounds, mm -hmm. and camera shots. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, yeah, you can tell Ronnie you yeah. directed it. But I thought it was pretty neat to have someone with a different style. Right. And Ronnie, you did an interview, and he actually said that he had not seen all the Nightmare Nights or all the Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. So what he did was just went and bought the or rented the originals and watched those. I thought it did pretty good. Oh, yeah. I There's, thought it did. Well, it's like I was telling you before. As I, when you had asked if I could see the similarities in it, I, there was the scene where they killed uh, Alexis Arquette in The Bride of Chucky. Mm -hmm. And the way they killed him and the way the setting was and the, the blood and slashing, it was it reminded me a lot of a, a couple of different scenes in Freddy vs. Jason where they, they killed and the blood splattered and all that kind of stuff. Right. So you, you could really see the similarity. I thought he did a really good job. Really good job. And I... And it's funny because me and Randy was talking about the film and he was like, did you find stuff you have to critique and all this? Because every time I watch it, I'm just like, fan, fan, fan. Uh -huh. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, this time I actually had to search and go, okay, I saw that. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so I, I really think, like, I was thinking about this before, but you sitting down and actually finding spots that you can critique on it. I, I'm not going to be surprised if I rate it higher than you. This is the first time I've ever watched it. And I wasn't right. watching for that stuff. Right, right. So, you're watching it because yeah. you, you got into the story and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the cast, I feel like, is an amazing cast. Mm -hmm. 
the one and only Robert England is back as Freddy Krueger. Ken Kersinger is Jason Voorhees. And before we continue, I'm just going to say this. I love Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. Kane Hodder, I've met him plenty of times. He is one of the most down-to-earth, cool dudes you can meet. And I yeah. like him as Jason. Yeah. But I have to say, Ken Kersinger did a hell of a job in this film. Well, see, and, and this is kind of what we were talking about is I like... Can't, I like Ken better mm-hmm. because I, the the you go you just got a lot of hate. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> the the movie that I'm comparing the the Jasons and the way they move and everything like that is Jason Goes to Hell. Mm-hmm. So I'm comparing the way Kane Hodder moved in that one, yeah, compared to the way Ken Kissinger moved in this one. Because to me, Jason Voorhees doesn't talk, right? So his his movements, his actions are his personality. Mm-hmm. I like the way Ken Kissinger moved and the way he he turned and all that right. kind of stuff where Kane Hodder's movements were all more sudden. Right. And it was more like, Hey, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm going, I'm doing this. Right. And Kirk Kissinger was like, I'm going to get there eventually. Well, and it's funny because, um, if you, if you read and watch some of the special features, one reason they got Ken Kirsten is because they wanted to kind of do Frankenstein versus Wolfman. Right. Or however you want to consider it. Cause, and he did. You like, I even noticed uh, Jason's boots in this was almost like the stilt boots, like Herman Munster. Oh, this, this dude was huge. Yeah, and he's a big dude in real life, too. And he's a real cool guy to meet. But they wanted to focus on Jason's eyes. Yeah. And I feel like Ken Kersinger had the perfect eyes for it, like the face, his expression. Because there were certain scenes in the film that they would show his eyes and you could tell that he was either worried, upset, pissed, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Where I don't know if Kane <clears throat> could do that. Right. But now, I like I said, going back, I love Kane. He's such a good guy. But they wanted that taller height, you know, from Freddie versus or from Jason. Yeah. And, you know, Ken's just a little bit taller than me. And I'm not a tall dude. Yeah. But yes, it would have been cool to see Ken as him, but once I seen the film and because I was disappointed, I ain't gonna lie, when I found out Kane Hodder wasn't Jason. I was like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah. But after I saw the film, I was like, that dude was great. I liked it. Yeah. Okay, so now to continue with the cast, we got Monica Kina. Kina? Is that how you say I th- it? I think Monica Kina, yeah. As Laurie Campbell, Jason Ritter, who is Will, uh, plays Will Rollins, uh, Brendan Fletcher is Mark Davis, Catherine Isabel is Gibb, Kelly Rowland is Kia, Chris. Mar- Marquette. Marquette is Linderman. Kyle Laban is, uh, I guess that's how you say his last name. Laban, Laban, something like Laban, that. Laban, maybe. Yeah. He plays Freeberg. Tom Butler is Dr. Campbell. That's Lori's fa- uh, father. And Paula Shaw is Pamela Voorhees. So, now we're getting into the movie. Hey, just go ahead and throw it out there. Spoiler alert. If you've never seen the movie... How dare you? How, how, <laughs> apparently for me, it's a how dare you. But if you've never seen the movie, mad spoiler alert. Um, yeah, so you've been warned. Yeah, so you, if you've never seen it, you may want to stop it right now. Yeah. Okay, so we open the film and we see Freddy Krueger. He's in the boiler room or the basement, whatever you want to call it, and he's sharpening his blades. Mm-hmm. And he's telling the backstory. Well, you see a little girl hiding against you know, the, the wall, and you tell she's terrified. And he's just kind of, you know, talking about, I don't know how, how you would say it. His He gets his power from the children, you know. Yeah. And he's like the Springwood Slasher. That's what they called me. And it shows him putting the glove on. And then the little girl, you see her face. She's terrified. And all of a sudden, you see a shadow on his hand comes up. Yeah. Then you hear her scream. 
I really like that because when she's screaming, it shows the doll burning. Mm -hmm. It was almost like the doll was crying. Right. I don't know if you caught on. I like that. Yeah. And uh, I love being able to see Robert England be Robert England. Like, not. I want to see a Friday, or Nightmare on Elm Street as him as Freddy before he got burned. Yeah. See, I'm, that's what I really did like about it. Because if you if you don't know, if you've never seen any of the the uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets before. He gives you enough to where you pretty much have the gist of it. Now, there, there's stuff that happened in the movie that they right. reference that you, you need to know from certain movies. Right. You know, kind of like me and you were talking about. But he gives you the basics of what you need to know about Freddy Krueger. Mm -hmm. That he was a child killer, you know, what he looked like beforehand, how he got to the way he looked now. So they, they give you enough. And I, and I do like that they, they took the time in the beginning of the movie to, to give you that backstory. Right. Yeah. And now it's her, he's still telling the story. It shows once he's killed a little girl, he's got a picture of her. Mm -hmm. He turns around, he licks the back of it, and he puts it in this little, what would you call that, a scrapbook. Scrapbook, yeah. And it's got like all, he, he's cut out all the newspaper clippings from Springwood Slasher Strikes Again and all this. Well, as he's sitting there laughing, it shows the parents outside of the house, and they throw... Uh, what was it like a champagne? It was like a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, yeah. They throw it in. It catches mm -hmm. the house on fire. Which, if you've ever seen the Nightmare on Elm Street films, you know that's how he was murdered. Mm -hmm. But while the uh, house is on fire, we see that it says something like, "Oh, um, child killer set free." Yeah. That's yeah. So that's the whole reason behind them killing him. Yep. But I love because he's like, um, when I was alive, I was a little naughty. But after. Uh, but after, what do you say after that? But then it became something much, much worse. Of things that nightmares are afraid of. Then it starts showing like clips from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, 4, 2. I mean, it's just, it even shows uh, clips from the original, like Johnny Depp being pulled into the bed. I like that because, like I said, if you haven't seen the other ones, you're already catching on. Yeah. You know? So, he's talking about he gets his power from his children. And then all of a sudden, this is my favorite scene. It just goes black. He, oh, that's what he says. He goes, um, they uh, they found a way to forget about me, to erase me completely. And then it shows him like falling, all of his clothes falling, which is from part four. And she kicks it off, and all of a sudden it's black. And then all you hear his voice says, I had to search the bounds of hell, but I found someone. Someone who will make them remember. And then you hear the ch <laughs> Yeah, and then the camera pans. You see Jason's mask. And the camera's going into his eyeball, and he goes, he may get the blood, but I'll get the glory. And that's my one-way ticket home. Yeah. So it starts off with, you see a woman, she's fixing, she's at Camp Crystal Lake. She's fixing to dive into uh, the lake. Mm -hmm. And it's classic Friday 13th film. Yep. She's fixing to dive in, and she, she looks over, and she hears something, and she thinks it's her boyfriend. Well, of course, she flashes her boobs. Mm -hmm. And she's just kind of sitting there laughing, waiting. Well, then she says, you know, F you, I'm going to go ahead and go get in. So mm -hmm. she just takes all of her clothes off, dives into the lake. And it's funny because she's just swimming there and all of a sudden she's like, uh, come on, this isn't funny anymore. I don't know what spooked her. She gets out. She gets her uh, T-shirt on. And then she takes off running. And all of a sudden you hear the shing, you hear the blade. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if you caught on to that or not. Yeah, I heard it. And it's funny because you hear the uh, choo choo. Like, it's really soft. And that's what I liked about this film is they, they stuck it in there, but, man, you had to really be paying attention. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, um, she, she's taken off running, and all of a sudden, she stops dead in her tracks. She's right in front of the camera. Well, the camera pans around and out of the mist. And I really liked it. Yes. It and was... every step you took, you heard, doom, 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 like that. Mm -hmm. Out of the mist, 
you see Jason just appear. And he and like I said, as soon as I seen it the original time I saw it, it was just like that's Frankenstein. Just you yeah. know what I'm saying? She takes off running and she's going deeper into the woods and she trips and falls. Well I'm guessing like once she looks up she realizes all oh, hell, where am I at? Mm-hmm. Classic, she's backing up, she's backing up, and all of a sudden, boom, she hits something. Now, of course, you know, everybody sees it, they're like, Jason's just going to stand there and let her turn around. Yep. She slowly feels around, and she's she's bumped into a tree. So then she's looking around, you can hear the noise, and all of a sudden, the camera pans, and you can see his feet walking up behind her. She turns around, and wham, right through, a, I mean, freaking right through a tree. Shoves the machete through her body, through the tree. I think that's a great way, first kill, to yeah. start to... Uh, Start the movie off. It looked really cool because he he just jabbed it into her chest and pretty much just picked her up with one arm and stuck her into the tree. Mm-hmm. But he did it with like one swift motion. So yeah. it didn't look like he stabbed her, picked her up, put her in the tree. It's like he literally raised his hand, stabbed her, and at the same motion, he stabbed her into the tree. Right. It looked really good. And see, at this point, we don't know that he's dreaming. Yeah. And you hear his mother, Pamela Boy, she's like, Jason. He turns around and looks, and when he comes back, the girl raises her head up that he just stabbed, and she's like, "I should have been watching you. I should have been. I shouldn't have been meeting a boy at the lake." Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the body transfers, and they're like, "I deserve to be punished." And then it transfers to another person sitting on the tree, and she goes, "We all deserve to be punished." So what that was representing was all these people that he's killed in the past, the counselors, kids, whatever. You know, they're admitting, "Hey, look, we screwed up." Right. And then I love it because Pamela Voorhees, she's like, Jason, my special, special boy. And he turns around and looks at her and she's all like, she looks like a sweet old lady. But I noticed the sweater. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. And she, and, uh, she says, uh, um, you've been, uh, you've been sleeping, honey. And she goes, mommy has something. And that's what I love because she goes, mommy has something she wants you to do. Like, it's the way. Now this right here, this made it for me. She's like, um. You know, you've been sleeping, and all of a sudden she goes, it's time to rise up, Jason. And the camera pans, because I guess he's just been, like, chilling in Camp Crystal Lake, dead. Well, see, and that's what I thought, too, because I was like, because I remember on, uh, I don't remember, I think it was Six. Is that the one where Tommy Jarvis goes to the cemetery? Yeah. Okay. I remember that when he was actually buried in a cemetery. But I was thinking, okay, so he's buried in a cemetery somewhere. Well, he just pops up out of the ground in the middle of the woods. Mm. So it's like, okay, now where were you? Right. I guess it was Camp Crystal Lake. And that's what I liked is when she's talking, when she's like, she's talking all sweet to him. She's like, you know what your special talent is? You can never die. You you know, like, and that's when she's like, you've just been sleeping, honey. Mm-hmm. She goes, but now it's time for you to wake up. And I love because the camera pans and you hear his heart. Dum, dum. Mm-hmm. And then when the air goes into the lungs. His body starts filling out. Dude, I love that. Like, that was so cool. But it was really cool because you can really tell that, that it, it, he's playing with his emotions because he was like, I need you to go to Elm Street. Mm-hmm. I need you to go. The kids on Elm Street have been very naughty. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sitting there thinking, I was like, oh, Freddie's dirty. <laughs> yeah. He's dirty. And then it's funny because she's like, rise up, Jason. Hear my voice and live again. And it's like, to me, that's like, remind me of Frankenstein. It's alive. Yeah. You know the line? Because he, he gets up, he starts to walk off, and then it pans back to Pamela Voorhees. She goes, make them remember me, Jason. Make them remember what fear tastes like. And he turns into Freddie. Yep. I love that, man. And then Freddie's like, dude, doing his little laugh. And he's like, I've been away from my children for far too long. Mm-hmm. Love it. Rock music hits. Big old blood splatters. And it says, Freddy versus Jason, the title. Man, I'll tell you, the, the music in this. 
was amazing. Yes. Not just the music itself, but the timing of the music. Like, when the music would hit. Oh, yeah. How they played some things on beat. and Oh, man. The, the music in this was top-notch. Well, after the credits... We go to we see the house fourteen twenty eight M, which is Nancy's house. Yep. You know from all the original Nightmare on Elm Streets, and now we're meeting. <clears throat> excuse me, we're meeting Kia. We're meeting um, Lori, yeah. and well, I can't remember the other girl's name. Yeah. Uh, Gib, and Gib's like Mary F or Kill, and she's like Mo, Larry, and Curly. Yeah, and all it is is it just pretty much it's three high schoolers and they're just hanging out, just mm-hmm. goofing off, talking. It's stormy weather, and. Uh, which the Kia kills me because she's like, who's the who's the one with the bad toupee? And they're like, Mo. And she's like, well, I'd, I'd kill him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'd marry Mo and you know, I'd sleep with Curly. And yeah, she was... But... Kids being kids. Yeah. And like I said, they're, and they're just BS and talking. And uh, Gib lights up. And, she, and Lori's like, I thought you quit. She goes, I only smoke when I drink now. And she's like, but you're always drinking. She goes, well, then I'll work on that next. <laughs> And they realize they're fixing to uh, run out of uh, beer. Mm-hmm. So Gib walks over to the window. She flicks her cigarette, and it hits Jason's uh, face. And right when Gibbs goes to the door to open it, we get introduced to her boyfriend, Trey, and his buddy, Blake. Yep. And they're kind of... You, you can already tell right off the bat, Trey is a douchebag. 100%. Like, he didn't even know Lori's name. He just showed up at the house, and he brought beer, you know. And Gib kisses... Uh, Trey, and he's like, babe, what did I say about kissing me after you smoked? <laughs> you know, and she's like, lighting up their menthols, you know. <laughs> but uh, pretty much their the goal is, is Trey's going to introduce Blake to Lori. Yep. And that's, and now the Lori's friends knew that they were burnt, they were coming over. They just didn't tell her. Right. Which, to me, I think is BS, too. Yeah, I mean, it's that's about how it goes. <laughs> right. So Blake's trying to make his move on Lori, you know, and Lori's telling Kia, she's like, what are they even doing here? And she's like, Blake's kind of cute, you know? And she and she goes, that's not my type. She goes, well, who is your type? And this is where we get the backstory of John Ritter, or Jason Ritter's character, um, Will. And we figure out that Will just up and left her. Mm-hmm. Not a phone call, text, me, uh, email, nothing. And I think she said they were they were just like, what would she say? They were like 15, 16 when he... When, uh, I think Maybe she said 14. 14? 14. I think so. 14 or 13, one of the two. She was young. Yeah. Well, it kind of, you can tell time passes a little bit. Now, uh, Trey and Gib are up, and they're just kind of dancing to slow music. And they've been drinking, and all of a sudden, Trey says, you know, hey, I've got a kink in my neck. Come mm-hmm. rub it out or massage it out. Right. And Gib kills me because she's like, I think I need a few more drinks before there be any massaging, you know. And she grabs the beer, and he's like, hey, babe. Don't make me ask you twice, okay? I'm just... <laughs> that was a douchebag. But I remember being in the theater when they said that, or when Trey says that, and you can hear all the women go, oh? Like, <laughs> like your wife did when we was watching uh-huh. it. She was like, who's he think he is? You know? Uh-huh. And, and of course, she's uh, Lori's like, what do you see in him? She goes, I don't know, but he's got a cute butt. <laughs> and they take off to go upstairs, you know, to do their thing. Blake sits down beside Lori and just pretty much like, I like the feng shui of your house. Mm-hmm. And of course... You know, that's his way of trying to get in. And Key is like, oh, if you like her feng shui, you should see her bedroom. And go up there, show him your feng shui, and the mm-hmm. lights go out all of a sudden. Yep. So he, uh, she, Lori says, hey, why don't you go get us some more beers? Blake goes around to the kitchen to get some more beers and realizes the back door has been open. Then it cuts to, and I never noticed it until we just watched it, and this is what trips me out. When the camera's going upstairs, I didn't know you could hear Jason walking. 
Did you catch on to that? I didn't. I didn't, I didn't catch it. I've never noticed that. I, you know, I've watched this movie thousands of times, I guess. And yeah, when when the camera's panning up, you can hear Jason coming up the steps, and it shows, of course, Gib and Trey having sex. You know, <clears throat> so then it cuts back downstairs, and as they're walking in the kitchen, Kia and Lori Blake jumps out and he and they scares the piss out of him and he's like yeah hey, shut your back door your back door was open well now we cut back to the bedroom again and there's gib and trey laying there and she's all on top of him like you know just holding like you know what they call that snuggling cuddling cuddling and he's like babe you know what i don't like to be touched afterwards and he just grabs her arm and throws it off like a douche you know Terrible. and she she punches him in the chest she goes fine she goes i'm gonna go take a shower and he goes good your hair smells like menthols anyway you know so she goes get in the shower. He rolls over to get a beer. And then to me, one of the best Jason kill scenes of any of the Friday 13 series and of this film. He turns around, realizes Jason's there. Lightning strikes as soon as it shows Jason. Jason just starts hammering this dude with a machete all in his... Oh, it looked like his lower back, didn't it? Yeah, because it, yeah, it showed underneath the bed and you seen the blood all of a sudden. And then the more he stabbed, the more mm-hmm. it was like coming through. And it almost looked like his insides were coming up underneath the bed from the stabbing. Yes. Yeah, it looked really good. And after it's done, it's funny because Jason gets done killing him. His, You know, Trey's body's just sitting there shaking. He slams his machete down on the hardwood floor, grabs both ends of the bed, and just folds the bed in half. Yeah, it wasn't a Tempur-Pedic. It no. It wasn't supposed to fold that way. And the dude's, and it's so messed up because you can hear the dude's body go, and he's like, mm-hmm. ah! Like, his his uh, heel was touching the back of his nugget. Yeah, he kicked himself in the back of the head. But, and then the and Gibbs in the shower, well, she turns it off, and Jason turns around. Yep. So I was thinking, okay, he's going to go get her. And she's like, Trey, what the hell are you doing? You know, because she can hear all the commotion. She gets out of the shower, and there's blood coming in to the actual bathroom. And she almost slips in it, raises her foot up and realizes there's blood. She opens it and just starts screaming a bloody murder, you know. And there's Trey's body in half. He's, and I think he's still got the beer in his hand, too. Yeah, he does. Jason's nowhere to be seen. And all of a sudden, you, I, I love it because she's screaming. It shows the body and just cuts them all running out of the house. Mm-hmm. And it's storming. It's pouring down rain. And here comes, I think his name was uh, Officer Stewart, wasn't it? I think that was his first name. I know they called him something else. I think they called him uh, Subs, Stubbs, something like that. I can't remember what they called him. I don't remember either. That's going to bother me. I got it. Stubbs, yeah. So here comes Officer Stubbs, and it's funny. They're all running out to the road, and he rolls up to the gang, and he rolls down the window. He goes, uh, you kids need some assistance? And she just busts out. She's like, what the F do you think? <laughs> and she's got blood all running down her hands, you know. Well, now we cut to, they're at the, uh, uh, they're back at the house, but it's the cops talking. Yep. And it shows, I guess he's like a deputy, and it shows the sheriff, and they're walking around, and the deputy's like, Oh my God, it's happening all over again. He's like, it's the same freaking house. You know, and he was like, died in bed, same house. He goes, it's got to be him. It's got to be Freddie, right? And the sheriff turns around, he's like, don't you even mention that son of a bee's name. And, you know, so we're figuring out that they've contained Freddie, mm-hmm. which Freddie said at the beginning, you know, he said they learned a way to forget about me. Right. And he makes a comment. He's like, uh, I'll send your butt back to, I'll send your butt up to Weston Hills. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the hospital we're going to learn about. Yep. So, when he says Freddy, though, Lori heard him say Freddy. I don't think anybody else did, as far as I know. I think Lori's the only one who heard him. So, we go to the police station, 
and Lori's sitting there, and she's, I guess, what, what would you call that room she's in? Like an interrogation, interrogation room? room, yeah. And here comes Officer uh, Stubbs. He walks in there, and he gives her some coffee. And she's like, do they know who did this? He goes, no, not yet. She goes, but I heard I heard him say a name. And he goes, look, Lori, I'm going to be honest with you. He goes, I just moved here. You know, he don't know the backstory. Yeah. And she goes, but they asked me all these weird questions about my dreams. And all of a sudden, the sheriff hits the uh, glass, tells Stubbs to get out of there. Well, she laid her head down on the table, and she's like, what was his name? And I love the camera shot. It's underneath the table. Mm-hmm. And you see her head touching the table. And she's like, what was the name? What was the name? And all of a sudden, she's like, Freddie. How she says it. Yeah. Camera pans in her eyes, and boom. Now you know she's awake. Yeah. Or she's asleep. Yeah. Now you know she's dreaming. Yeah, she jumps up real quick, lifts her head back, and I looked over at you, and I was like, she's asleep. Because <laughs> it was just how they did it. It was just like all of a sudden, snap, and I was like, yeah, that's she's sleeping. She's in trouble. You want to talk about this scene a little bit? I mean, it was cool because she woke up. And she's walking down there. As soon as she walks out of the interrogation room, she's in the hallway. And and all the doors are closed, but there's wind. And it's like the, these posters on the wall are fluttering. And, and the more she kept walking down the hallway, I started looking, and they were all missing posters. Mm-hmm. So that's when I looked at you, and I was like, those must be you know the missing people from from all, from all the uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets. And then he was like, you were like, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, watch this. So she's walking down the hallway, and she passes in front of all these missing posters, and it's these bunch of these little kids, and the last one is blank. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she gets pretty much past them, all the pictures just turn their head and start looking at her. Yes. And it, and they I go from was, smiling to looking yeah, creepy. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was really cool how they just kind of just slowly moved. So she rounds this corner, and there's this little girl. She sees this little girl sitting on the ground. She's following the blood splatter, too. Yeah, 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 and it just evaporates. Yes. Like whenever it's falling down, it just evaporates out of nowhere. So she, she rounds this corner, and she sees this little kid, and she goes up to this little kid, and she goes to reach out, turn the kid over, and the kid's missing her eyes. Mm-hmm. It was the little girl from the beginning of the yeah, movie. from the very beginning of it. And she's got these slashes on her mm-hmm. eyes, which look a lot like, you know, Freddy's knives. Yeah. So the little girl, I don't remember what the little girl kept saying. She said, uh, Freddy's coming back. Yeah. And she goes, "There's uh, don't be afraid. We're your friends. We're all your friends. All right. We're all your friends, you know. Uh, war- no, she says, warn your friends. And then that's where she's talking about Freddy's coming back. He's getting stronger. So yeah, and that's that. I, that was his whole gist of what he was trying to do. He was trying to get somebody to remember him, mm-hmm. so he they could go and tell everybody else, so everybody else would be thinking about him. Right. And yeah, there, you know, there's a scene that happens a little bit later that just kind of. But what what gets me about that scene is how she turns her head. She goes, "His name is Freddy Krueger, and he loves children, especially little girls." Mm-hmm. And then that's when she stands up and she's like, uh, "You know." Freddie's coming back. He's getting stronger. I love that though. How he just, she just turns around and she just softly says that. Yeah. You know, kids are creepy, man. Yeah. Well, as she's as she's walking toward Lori, Lori backs into the wall and turns into the Elm Street house. Yep. Love it because the blood starts coming down from the, uh, the top of the door, and she's panicking, looking around. There's tombstones in this yard, everything, and all of a sudden you hear the one, two, three. Mm. There's the girls in white, you know, doing uh, so jump rope. Creepy. Where if I if I ever become a horror movie director, yeah, there will be kids, <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing more scary than kids. Well, Lori's walking down like the side or the the walkway, and they're singing the song, and all of a sudden she turns to the right, and boom, Freddie just jumps out at her, and I love that because it, I remember jumping when I saw it in the actual uh, theater, theater, yeah. But anyway, so we so now she wakes up because you know Freddie scared her enough to wake her up 
And anyway, uh, we cut to Blake's house. Now, here was one of the things I had to critique. There's two things in this scene. Blake's sitting on there. Blake's sitting on his porch. Blake, you know, just saw his best friend, you know, being murdered. He didn't see it being murdered, but, he, you know, he was in the same house. So folded like a taco. Right. So Blake's sitting there, and his dad comes out. And he's like, uh, we need to talk. He goes, what was you doing over that house? Were you drinking? Okay. And then he goes, my best friend was just killed, Dad. And he's like, so how about giving me some effing space? His dad just says, you better watch it, boy, and turns around. Here's the part I critiqued, or here's what bothered me. Literally ask him, have you been drinking? And Blake's got a, a glass right beside him. Mm -hmm. Did you, okay, you picked up on yeah, that Yeah, thing? he just reached over and grabbed the flask, took a drink. But I, I'm with you. It's like the, the two of the things that I was telling you about some of the acting, most of the acting was on point. Mm -hmm. The the parts that really got me came from dads. So that part right there, when his dad came out and he was just like, it was like that, just, I'm here, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm turning, I'm talking, yeah. you know, type yeah. thing. And then Lori's dad, there were a couple of scenes. But it was just, th those that part when his dad was talking was just kind of kind of corny talking. Right. And Blake, you know, he when his dad walks off, Blake's sitting there and he's like, I'm going to get him a tray. Cop let it slip. He goes, some guy named Freddie. He goes, I'm going to take him out myself, I swear to God, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, then all of a sudden he hears something rumbling around in the bushes over there. So he gets up. So he walks down uh, his steps. He's going across the street to the bushes. And all of a sudden you hear the goat. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the deal is with the goat. But he hurries up, turns around, there's a goat. And he's like, what the hell? And all of a sudden... <clears throat> I love how, just the way Robert England stands as Freddy. You hear Freddy laugh, he looks down the street, and there's Freddy, and all of a sudden, Freddy's shadow goes toward Blake, gets up, and strikes with his hand, you know, his with his claw. And it actually goes through Blake's body. Mm -hmm. But Blake's okay. And that's what he says. He goes, I'm all right. I'm okay. And he takes off running. I loved how the shadow just slowly goes back to uh, Freddy. And Freddy's got Freddy's got that daggum claw thrown over his left shoulder, and he's like, not strong enough yet, but I will be soon enough. Until then, I'll let Jason have some fun. I love that, man. Yeah. I, I really like that part because had he killed him, that would have been my favorite kill scene. Oh, really? <laughs> because the way that shadow goes through on the street and goes all the way down, jumps up, and he just starts slicing, mm -hmm. that would have been so dope. That was cool, man. Yeah. And, th and then... All of a sudden, Blake wakes up, so you, now you know he was having a nightmare. Because, mm -hmm. see, he heard it, too. He, he's, like he said, he heard the cop let it slip. It was Freddy. Mm -hmm. Well, his dad's sitting there next to him, and he's like, Dad? And he shakes his shoulder, and the head falls off, and the blood just starts squirting everywhere. Well, he, he's he got his dad's hand in, or his, his dad's head in his hands, and he's backing up, and he backs into Jason. Mm -hmm. Well, he turns around, and here's another thing. I don't know if you noticed. Jason raises a machete, and whoosh, just slices but it's funny because right before he he slices down on blake blake raises his dad's head up like kind of like a little shield did you notice that he, <laughs> yeah like as it. soon as he picks some shetty up and he starts to go down blake hurry puts his uh, dad's head up like oh god and all you see is a big old thing of blood just go over the uh front window you yeah. know of their house but here's something i caught when jason's coming down with the machete they didn't cut the scene quick enough. Mm -hmm. As soon as he raises it up and he comes, you see him hesitate and he just stops. Really? Yes. He stops for a split second and then it cuts to the scene with the blood. That's I noticed that and I was yeah, like... I didn't catch it. Yeah. 
I've seen it. <laughs> sucks, sucks watching a movie you love and having to pick it apart, doesn't it? Yeah, because I mean, I, I wanted to be fair. I didn't want to just get on this podcast and go, 10, 10, 10, you know. But like I said, but still, I mean, it, it's a it's a cool scene. But yeah, I noticed that because like I said, right before he strikes, he just stops. So next time you ever, if you ever watch it again, you'll yeah. notice that. Oh, yeah, I see that. So, so now we're at Weston Hills. It's a, what would you call this? Not it's a, like a psychiatric hospital. There you go. And we get introduced to Will and Mark. And Will is the one that Lori was talking about earlier, the, her, pretty much the love of her life, you know. Right. When she was 14. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark walks up. He's in front of Will. And he's getting the pills. And he's like, Hypnosil, which is a callback from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 that Nancy brought to that um, hospital, whatever you want to call it, for those kids. Yeah. And he's like, what does this crap do anyway? And, of course, the guard and the, I guess he's a guard. I don't know what he is. A worker. He's like, it keeps you nice and docile while I kick you a little, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just messing with him. Right. So now we know, okay, they're giving these people Hypnosil because they can't dream if they're on it. Well, then Will walks up to get his, and I love because in the background, there's the news going on, and they're talking about their murder at the Elm Street house. Well, down at the bottom, like, you know, instead of saying like K A I T news or whatever, yeah. it says Kruger, but it says K R G R news. Yeah, so I, I thought that was cool. I didn't even catch it. Yeah, I love that. And Will's like, "Hey, man, can you turn that up?" And they just turn the TV off, and he's like, "You know the rules, of Will." And he's like, "Come on, man, I know somebody lived in that house." So he realizes, and he thinks Lori possibly could have been the one that got killed in that house. Right. But it's funny because he's like, come on, man, I'll never ask you for a blanking thing. And all the dude does is pull out a little black satchel and taps it, Mm -hmm. which we realize now is tranquilizer. So they walk off, and Will and Mark are talking, and he's like, uh, Mark's like, what do you want to do, man? You want to get tranquilized? And he's like, no. He goes, but that was Lori's house. He goes, "Uh, I need to know that she's okay. And he goes, you really want to go back to Springwood? So now we know, okay, they were from Springwood. And Mark's like, um, talking about you want to have nightmares again? He's like, don't start me with that nightmare BS. So uh, to me, Will's kind of in denial. Well, Mark actually is like, look, dude, this is what's going on. Right. So to me, honestly, I think Mark's more of the smart one. Well, see, and I, and I don't know if Will even knows anything about Freddy. Because you find out later on that he's there because the Lord's dead. Right. So, and I don't know if you're ready to give that, that away yet. You do whatever, man. So, so he's in the mental hospital right now because he was climbing up the window to see Lori and he saw her dad stabbing her mom. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's what he saw. Yeah. Well, her dad works at the hospital. So the only thing that we know is Will is in the hospital. Right. Then you find out he's in the hospital because he seen her dad stabbing her mom so now you're thinking her dad is covering it up right by sending him to the hospital so i don't know if will knows anything about freddy right other than what probably mark has told him exactly so so i don't really know i don't really i really wouldn't call will in denial about it right unless it's just kind of like common knowledge type stuff right but yeah mark is petrified (laughs) yeah for sure so he talk. He's talk, you know. It shows him in bed, and Mark and Will's like, Will's like, I've got to see her. I've got to know that she's okay. We well, can kind of tell that Mark has something up his sleeve, but he pulls a picture out, and he's like, Man, it's been years since I've seen my family, and you know, and his brother committed suicide. You know, quotation marks. quotation marks. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, all of a sudden it cuts to there's a Mark and he's like just a butt. Yeah, he shows his butt. He's got his butt against the glass, and he even cracks one off while he's doing it. He's just acting like a monkey, you know. That's hilarious. Going nuts. He farted on the window. Yeah. <laughs> it fogged it up and everything. Well, the security guard, that's what I, I guess I'll call him a security guard. I don't know what he is, the worker. He pulls that little black satchel out, and he's like, you want to play? Mm-hmm. So he unzips it, and that's where you see the tranquilizer. Yep. All of a sudden, they're dragging Mark down the... Uh, <laughs> Without his shirt on. Yeah. He's just dragging. They're dragging Mark down the uh, hallway. They throw him in, in his bed, and Will's like, what the heck was that all about? And Mark just smiles and holds the keys up. He got the keys to escape the hospital. Yep. So now it shows them two, they're dressed, and they're taking off running. A tranquilizer apparently didn't work that good if he was already up running around. I mean, he was, he was like halfway out of it, so I don't know if they just didn't give him a good enough <laughs> dose or right. if it was pretty much Tylenol PM. <laughs> NyQuil. NyQuil, yeah. Some ZQuil. Yeah. So it cuts to now it's daytime. And we're at Lori's house, and all it shows is her dad. He's got a glass of orange juice, and he's got a hypnosil pill. Mm-hmm. And he's putting the powder in the orange juice. And right there, that kind of already makes you feel like... He's, I mean, He's hiding something. Yeah. He turns around, and Lori's out of it. You know, she's had a rough night. And he's trying to talk her into staying home. Don't go to school. And he's wanting her to drink the orange juice, and she kind of pushes it away. And he's like, I really don't want you going. She's like, I'm going to be fine. And he goes, we need to get you some. And right when he goes, help, it's Freddie's face all of a sudden appears. And she jumps up. Yeah. Because she was dozing off as he was talking to her. And she says, no, the best thing for me to do is be around my friends. So she takes off to go upstairs. And he's like, well, at least drink your juice, you know. Yeah. Well, the sheriff walks in. He's like, hey, uh, Mr. What's his name? Campbell, uh, Will and Mark escaped from the hospital last night and he's like oh god it's starting all over again you know so right there you know that they're connected so they're covering up something right you just you're not entirely for sure what they're covering up you know you you have a sense it's got something to do with freddie mm-hmm. but given what you know about you know with what will says and you know everything it, it makes you really wonder going back and looking at it what he was trying to cover up at right. first so now we're at the school, and it's just kind of showing Lori sitting there, and all of a sudden Kia comes up, and Gib, and Gib's just bawling, and she's like, um, Mark's, or not Mark, um, Blake. Blake's dead, and talks about how they're trying to place, the police are trying to place the blame on Blake, saying that it was a murder-suicide. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to, which I get why they're doing it, honestly, because they, you know, they don't want to get out that Freddie yeah. may be back. They don't want to bring up his name. Yeah, so they're walking down the hallway now. We meet Linderman, which I like Linderman. I ain't gonna lie. I, I kind of like the little dude. He got a bad rap. He's walking down and he's like, hey, Lori, uh, I just want to tell you I'm sorry. And he's like, if you, if there's anything you need. And then all of a sudden, Kia, you know, she's like, hey, not now. We ain't got time for you, you know. And Date a nerd. Yeah, just being a douchebag, you know. And she's like, he's one of, one, one of them little dogs that likes to hump your leg, you know. <laughs> So, so then we get introduced to Freeberg, and he's handing out uh, like invitations to a rave they're having in a cornfield or whatever you want to call it. And he's, you know, of course, he's trying to make it sound like he cares. He's like, we need to show love for my boy Trey and everything, you know, bullcrap. He just wanted to have a rave. Yeah, he just wanted to party. And he gives one to give, and she's like, yeah, I could use a few dozen drinks. And I love, I don't, they never say the guy's name, the, the fat guy's name with the black curly hair. Yeah. But he's like, that's it, girl. Let your freak flag fly. You know? It's like, <laughs> but 
as they're walking in the hallway, Lori's just getting more upset. And then she starts talking about the nightmare she had at the police station about Freddy Krueger. And that's where she's screwing up because she's starting to talk about Freddy. Well, it's getting attention of all the kids, the students. And she's talking about how he had knives for fingers and he had a dirty black hat, you know, brown hat, whatever. And, and they're like, it's just a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. And she goes, and there was these little girls and they were singing a song. And I love the introduction because all of a yeah. sudden you hear Mark go, one, two... He's coming in the hallway. But like you said, you noticed it too. As he starts talking, you're like, uh-uh. Don't. Gotta, no, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Because I remember sitting there thinking, I was like, the whole time, I have I know what Freddie was trying to do from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And now this kid is in a group of full, of full of these teenagers. And now he's talking about Freddy Krueger. And I was like, oh, you're doing what he wants. Yeah. You're in trouble. And he should know because he's the one that's trying to, yeah, you know. he's the paranoid one. But. It's funny because he's just so like the way he's like you know why he sings it or the why they sing this song because that's when he comes for you like he's he's being he could could he be any more creepier is what yeah. it is and I love when he's like you want some free advice coffee make friends with it you <laughs> yeah. know which I like that because that's once again a reference to the first one yeah and <clears throat> excuse me Will's like uh, Mark leave her alone because she's bawling mm-hmm. and then she re- and she looks over and, he, and she goes Will and he goes. I had to come check on you. She just faints right there because, you know, she hasn't seen the guy in four years. Right. And I love how you can see here comes the principal and all that. And Mark's like, Will, Will, the principal, we got to get out of here. So they take off running. And now we get cut. It's cut. I call it the nurse station. Isn't that what you call it? Yeah, it looked like the infirmary. Nurse's office or something. Yeah. yeah. And she's asleep. Uh, Lori is passed out. She's asleep on the gurney or whatever you want to call it, a little table. And you can see the silhouette. It looks like Freddy's coming up. That's what I, you know. I thought it was too. Yeah, and you can hear like the little creepy music. Well, Gib is over there asleep, and Kia is next to her reading a magazine about how to be the perfect woman. Mm-hmm. And what she referenced earlier, she says, you guys think I should get a nose job. Yeah. Well, she's sitting there looking at showing like how to get a boob job, butt job, facelift, all this. Well, she turns the page, and she looks at the nurse. It's funny. She goes, for a nose job, what kind of anesthesia do they put? Did they put you all the way under? And the nurse just looks at her and then turns away like, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she sees the nose thing, and all of a sudden, Freddie's glove just comes up and puts his <laughs> puts his fingers up her nose. He's like, got your nose, and he cuts it off. <laughs> I like that. I I, it cool. It's cheesy, but I liked yeah. it, you know? And so now you realize she was dreaming, too. Yep. But, it's, but her reaction was funny. She screams, then she wakes up, and she takes that magnet, and she, she just throws the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought, yeah, I, th- I really did. I thought I thought she did a good job. So <clears throat> now we're to the Springwood Library, and Mark and Will are talking about why is there no records of Freddie. Mm-hmm. The town's even blocked it out. Like, they're looking up all the newspapers, and everything to do with Freddie is blacked out. And Mark starts getting upset because he, he goes to a certain date and he's like, look, this is the day my brother committed suicide. Why is that not in here? To me, that shows up there because they knew he didn't commit suicide. That was Freddie. Yeah. That Freddie killed him. That's see, Mark, Mark's older brother. And that was that's not the only thing that was blacked out. It was He was looking at the obituaries and there were a lot of obituary stuff blacked out. Right. So I mean, it wasn't just like headlines and stuff. So it was it was kind of weird. I, I was thinking or thinking the whole time because usually they don't post uh, details, like death details in obituaries. Right. So I was like, well, why would they black out the obituaries? So maybe they just wanted didn't want to show all the teenagers that died or something? Maybe. I'm not sure. And this and now this was another thing I'll critique. <laughs> it was a weird cut scene to me. They're talking in the library, 
And he, they're talking about the obituary stuff. And then all of a sudden, it just cuts to them in, in the van. I even asked you. I was like, where'd the van come from? Right. Because I, I, it's just out of nowhere. These guys just broke out of this mental hospital. They're in this library. They go to the school. Now they're in a van. Right. What the heck? So they're just talking. Now they're coming up with a game plan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, li- I like Marcus. He's like, uh, Freddie's going to spread like wildfire. And he's like, oh, hell yeah. He's like, since you, and Will's like, hell yeah, since you scared everybody in mm-hmm. school. And he's like, oh, crap. He's realized he screwed up now. Yep. And he's like, I think we should just get our stuff and go. And Will's like, no, I got to check on Lori. I got to get her. Which he's wanting Lori to go with him. I think he says, uh, come back tonight. If you, Or no, we need to leave by dawn. If, if you're not here by dawn, I'm gone. Right. Then he finally gives him the keys. And he's like, this is my brother's uh, pride and joy. Talking about the van. So that's where you knew, okay, the van comes into play. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I'm, you know, he's going to go find Lori. Well, then it cuts to now they're having this big rave party in the cornfields. And <laughs> Linderman pulls up on his little scooter. And they're like, Linderman. And he's like, oh, crap. It's, you know, I, I, I wish I knew the, the guy's name. It was a fat guy with black hair. Just a bunch of jocks it looked like. And they pull him, they push him down. He's like, hey, I don't, I don't drink. And he's got that thing. He's got the straw in his mouth. He just pours it all over Linderman. And... We're just singing like the kids have a good time. And I know you can hear one of the guys telling a story. He's like, they're, they're waiting in line, I guess, to get some beer is what it looked like to me. Yeah. And it's Freebird talking. And he's like, talk to this guy. And the, his buddy goes, I mentioned uh, Kruger's name to my parents and they effing flipped out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I heard that Freddy Freak uh, gutted Trey like a, I don't know what you call him, like a fish or something. He's like, guts are splattered everywhere. As he's saying it, Gib is walking by, and he's like, ah, crap, I'm sorry. She hits him with a plastic, (laughs) you know, beer cup or whatever. She takes off. Well, now we see Lori sitting on this hood, and Linderman walks over there, and he's just talking to her, and he's like, funny seeing you here. I didn't think I would. And, of course, he's like, can I get you a drink? And Kia just interrupts her. She's like, smooth opening, but I've already got it taken care of. (laughs) And he's just, he's trying to be, you know, we know he, he likes her, yeah. but he's trying to be sweet to her. And she goes, let me stop you right there. This is Kia. She's like, we don't have time for day to dork. And that's what it was. Uh, that was the beginning. That was where she said that in the school, the day to dork. And no, this is where she's like, what, why are you uh, soaking wet? He's talking about having the beer game. And then Kia says, well, I always pictured you as a bedwetter. And then that's when he busts out on her. He's like, you know, I always thought you uh, didn't like me because you didn't think I was good enough for Lori. But now I've learned that you just don't like yourself. Mm-hmm. And I can't I don't remember the whole line, but I do know he says, uh, you you know, you think less of me if you can think with all that makeup weighing down your head. And it's yeah. funny because Lori's like shocked. Her jaw is true. But it's like he walks, he says it, and then he goes to walk away like he just mic drops. <laughs> like, like he says it and mic drops, and both of them are sitting there with shocked looks on her faces. And then Kia's just like, what, 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 was, mm-hmm. what was that about? And then she goes, look who's here, and you see Will. Mm-hmm. So Will and Lori meet up, and he finally tells her, have you not gotten my letters? And she says, no. She says, I haven't gotten anything. And she says, I haven't heard from you for four years. And he's like, they must have never even sent them. Well, then we see Kia go over to Linderman, and I think it kind of opened up Kia's eyes that she was being a, a douche. Mm-hmm. Douche it. Yeah. And she's like, come on, let's, she goes, uh, come on, let's dance, Linderman. And he's kind of just looking at her, and then she's like, come on, and they start dancing, and he smiles. So, right there, it's kind of like their little friendship's getting. Right. So, now, one of my favorite parts in the film 
is Gib is walking. She's drunk. And all of a sudden you hear, or you see something go by real quick to scream. And she looks over and <laughs> it's her boyfriend. And he's holding his head. And he's like, I haven't been dead for one day and you're you're already out getting crap face. Mm-hmm. Same old Gib, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's just horrified. She's like, Trey. And he's like, come on. And he turns around and walks off and you hear him. Hey, don't make me ask you twice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so she's following this ghost. Uh-huh. And they're going through the cornfield. And all of a sudden, what would you call those? Look like a, like a big silo. Not, I, I really wouldn't call it a silo. It, it was... Look like a processing, right? Uh, plant machine thing. Yeah, because I, I at first I was gonna, I was thinking barn. And I was like, no, because what no yeah. barn? No, it, it it looked like a place that they deliver the corn and they process it to shuck it and all this kind of stuff. So Gib walks in and she's like Trey, and she's still looking for Trey. She's kind of confused, which she's drunk, you know. And she starts to walk, and all of a sudden you see Freddie's shadow come out there, and she starts screaming. I, I wish I knew how they did that camera work where it looks like the whole room just pulls back. She stays in yeah. one spot. She's backing up to the door and all of a sudden the door's gone. And she starts flipping out. She's like, where's the door? Where's the door? And all of a sudden, Freddy's head, which is a flashback from the first one. Yep. Freddy's face comes through the wall and he's just kind of looking around for her. Well, then it cuts to she's passed out on the ground and she is out cold. She's, yep. she's dead gone. drunk. She's gone. And we see this part of your dude, blonde, spiked blonde hair, and he's like looking around you, so you know he just do about yeah. take advantage of her. Uh-huh. But I like that because all of a sudden Jason hand comes in and he grabs this big old machinery, like this big old pipe. Yeah, it was a big pipe off of one of the machines. And of course you hear the, ch- you know, so you know he's around now. Finna go down. So it cuts back to Gib, and she's she's looking around, she's flipping out, and. She turns the corner and there's Freddy's a shadow coming toward her. She turns around, and runs the other way, and, and I love it because she stops herself and he's got his he's got his hand up and he's like ah ha like what she I don't know what he's doing he's just tripping her out you know he's working yeah but he's just like he's just doing his little laugh all he's doing is playing games with her like a mouse you know like yep. a cat and a mouse mm-hmm. and she's taking off running now we go back to you see the guy with the spiked hair and he's getting on top of her and he's like kissing her mm-hmm. neck and stuff. Now it's back to the dream again, the nightmare. I'll say nightmare. She's going upstairs. She's running from uh, Freddie, and then finally here he comes. She she slams on the brake. She just stops, and here he comes around the corner, and he's just sitting there tapping the pipes with his glove. And she's like, "You're the one that killed Trey." And he's like, "Oh, don't worry about my little Aaron uh, give or my Aaron boy, my Aaron boy." Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, the only thing to fear is fear himself. And then all of a sudden, she she trips over this bar, lands on these lockers, and it's funny because he just goes, oh, <laughs> you know, like he just, you know, I, I don't know, I just his his memory, his I'm trying to say that word, mannerisms, mannerisms in this film, they didn't make him too much of a jokester, right? I was that's what one re- originally I thought they were gonna do, but they made him actually scary again this is what i like yeah he was but at the same time he still had that comedy to him it was for me the the movies that i've seen the nightmare on elm streets it was the perfect blend of scary freddy and comical freddy right because there was still like there were scenes later on in the movie where he's you know whipping jason around and Mm -hmm. playing like pong or uh ping pong pink no or uh oh uh uh, what the crap is that table called pinball 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 yeah but 
she hits the locker. She falls over. She hits these roller lockers and falls on the ground. Well, now she's slowly starting to get up, and she's going to hide in one of these lockers. And I think her acting was really good on this. I mean, she just crocodile tears, mm -hmm. lips quivering, everything. She gets in this locker, and she shuts it, and she's kind of looking around, and they're letting you get the feel, which here's again, the color scheme of the background is all red. Right. I love that, man. I just love how it almost looks like hell. Mm-hmm. She slowly starts opening the locker, and all of a sudden, Freddy's glove just grabs the locker door, rips it open, she screams. And did you notice he's floating upside down? Well, I couldn't tell if he was floating, if he was hanging. But no, I, he's I floating. Could tell, I could tell that he was... I thought that was cool. Yeah. And right before he's fixing to get her, blood just splatters everywhere, which I thought this was cool because you've never really seen what happens to somebody who's having a nightmare and they die in real life. Right. Blood goes all over him. He's like, oh, he's wiping his face. Well, then it cuts to real life, and Jason kills... The guy that was on top of her, but he goes in too far and gets her, mm -hmm. launches this dude. Flies. Did not like that. I hate how far. No. Didn't like how far no, I, I didn't like what? that. I don't like how far he threw him. Another critiquing thing. I just mm -hmm. like, man. It's just funny to see when Johnny critiques a part, his face just kind of sinks down. <laughs> he gets so sad. But she starts fading out. She starts dying. And she dis she dissolves is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I love Freddy's freaking face, his voice. He's like, no, no. And he grabs the, the side of the locker and he's like, she's mine, yeah. mine. I love that dude. He looks so pissed off, man. Yeah, you can tell he was really freaking out and he was just mad. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's I, like, I'm regretting bringing him back. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I just absolutely, I loved it. So anyway, so we cut to now the stoners are getting mm -hmm. high. And like I said, I don't know their names. And it's funny because the, the fat one again, he's like, he ta he takes a drink, and then he takes a big old puff, and he's like, ooh, this Everclear is kicking my butt, you know uh -huh. what he says, though. And all of a sudden, Jason's behind him, and once again, it looks like Frankenstein. And that's again, man, that his stature. Right. And the way he, his mannerisms and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. it, had it been Kane Hodder, I think as soon as they turned around, he would have done a sudden movement and cut him and, you know, something like that. But this guy was just, his stature, he was just standing there. And he just, like, right, you, you, you guys, I'm going to give you a chance. Take off if you want to. If you don't, oh, well. Yeah. And Kane Hunter wouldn't have just stood there and let him either, though. He would have already just swiped him. Oh, yeah. My left wing, they turned around and they're like, check out this freaking guy. And he's like, well, hey, Jethro. <laughs> he's like, this is a rave, not a Halloween party. Why don't you go find yourself a pig to, you know yeah. what? And then he's like, invite only Corpoke, and you weren't invited. He's like, and he just, Jason grabs the dude's neck and just twists it. <laughs> I love it because he twists his head around and Jason just reaches out and pokes him in the chest and he just falls over. And the guy goes, and comes because his buddy, he's like, Son of a bee. You know, as soon as he does it. But yeah, snaps his neck and then just gives him a little love tap. Just barely pushes on the guy's chest and he falls to the ground. So his buddy, though, after he sees the body fall, he grabs that, what is it, the Everclear alcohol. And then he grabs a torch and he mm -hmm. throws it on Jason. And, he's, and he sets him on fire and he's like, yeah, burn mother. You know what? Mm -hmm. Doesn't even phase Jason. And I, and I think this is a cool concept. Jason just... Slowly pulls that machete out. It's on fire. Mm -hmm. The dude just takes off running through the cornfield. And now Jason's falling behind him. And the music's really picking up in this scene. And it's funny because the way the guy is doing it, like, 
he's supposed to be a bit scared, but he's going, no, yeah. no. Did you keep pick up on that? That's one of the things I was like, the acting of it. I was like, you could have been better. Yeah, he's like, no, like, it, yeah, just the way he's. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's, Jason's chasing him. And finally, he makes it back to the party, which here's a blooper. Where they're standing, getting high and drinking, when you're seeing it from Jason's view, like, you know, they're right in front of the party. Like, mm-hmm. literally, all he had to do was just take a couple steps in there. Why did he run the all the way around the cornfield back to the party? Good question. Well, there was a part where they did the, the bird's eye view, and you could see Jason walking through the cornfield. You had all the fire behind Jason, where he was lighting all the cornfield on fire. <clears throat> and you could see the guy rustling around. Mm-hmm. Well, there were scenes where he would run away. And then he would run back. And he would be like a foot from Jason. Yeah, And then yeah. take off running in a different direction. So it was like, you just, dude, just pick a direction and run. <laughs> right. Like, really? So, <clears throat> excuse me. So now he finally makes it back to the party. And he's doing his little, <laughs> the whole time. All of a sudden, a machete just comes flying into the scene. Boom. Stamp, I mean, gets right perfect in the chest. Dude, I thought that was sick. Yes, and it's still on fire. I yeah. like that. He spits the blood. Did you notice it hit the camera? Mm-hmm. He falls forward. People flip out. Now all hell's breaking loose. Jason comes into the rave. On fire. Yes. Pulls that machete out and just, dude, just starts hammering, slicing and dicing people. Dude, it was it was probably one of the best Jason scenes that I'd seen in any of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was uh-huh. so cool. Him, him being on fire, just waving that machete around, slicing and dicing people, man. It was... Awesome. Well, everybody's seen it. They're all taking off running, you know. And when I say the gang, I'm talking about the main characters. Yeah. They take off running. Well, they see Gibbs' body laying there dead. Yep. And you know, Lori falls down to her side. She's like, "Gib, no!" And and uh, sound like I said, "Gizmo." He says, "She says, Gib, no." <laughs> and uh, Will's like, "Come on, we gotta get out of here." Well, he's he's still cutting people up, and he hits a keg, and the beer just goes all over him, which puts him out. Mm-hmm. Dude, when they're taking off in that van, it just, it, and it's only just a few seconds, dude, he is slicing and dicing these kids, just Man. one right after another. And I don't, I don't know why these kids were didn't run. Kids, <clears throat> it, yeah, it like sh- they're trying to fight them. It was showing kids swinging like crap at them. I'm thinking, dude, just go. Right. You got no chance. If I saw a dude on fire with a machete <clears throat> out of nowhere, I'm gone. I'm if I gonna... saw a dude with a machete, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and swing a little keg at him, that's for sure. But now, you know, they're all in the van and they're they're leaving. It's it's Mark's uh, older brother's van. Right. And they're leaving. And it's funny because he's like, was that the guy? Was or No, she goes, was that the guy you were talking about in your dream? And she's like, no. And he and Linderman's like, who cares about some effing dream guy? Mm-hmm. The guy with the hockey mask was real. And, the, and Freeberg, he goes, dude, that goalie was pissed about something. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the best lines of the movie. That was awesome. I really like that. And then the funny part about it, he says it and then takes a drag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they said we should get to the police station. Linderman's like, no, just take me home, Will. Like, he's scared to death. Mm-hmm. Well, it shows them dropping them off, and the last person they drop off is Kia. And, you know, she tells them, you know, uh, call me later and says bye and stuff. And, you know, Will tells her to be safe. So they leave, and before she goes home, he, he finally tells Lori, he's like, look, this is why. This is what I was trying to tell you at the party four years ago. I was sneaking up to your room, you know, climbing. Which is a callback to the original Johnny Depp climbing up the mm-hmm. to the window 
Yeah, I noticed the lattice on this one looked almost the same. I thought that was cool. And yeah. I never caught on to that, but I thought that was cool. And he's like, but you weren't there. And he, and you know, it shows, it's showing the flashback. And it shows her dad opening her door to make sure she's not in there. And he's got a butcher knife in her hand. And he goes, and I saw him kill your mom in bed. And she's like, no, Will, my mom died in a car wreck. Car wreck. And he's trying to tell her, no, that's what, well, all of a sudden, her dad shows up, gets her out of the van. And just a big dramatic scene where <clears throat> he he actually says it right in front of Lori. He says, uh, I'm going to send you back to Weston Hill. So right there, boom, she should have known. Oh, crap. She, Something's he, up. Yeah, he knows. Mm-hmm. My dad knows where he's been at all these years. And it's funny because he's like, you're in a lot of trouble, mister. And uh, Will's like, like, I give a crap anymore. <laughs> Her dad grabs him by the throat, slams him against the hood. They're fighting, and she's trying to break him up. Well, finally, she takes off running, and her dad follows her. And when they get back to her house, Lori's like, did mom die? really die in a car wreck? And he's like, yeah. She goes, show me proof. Show me an autopsy report. Mm-hmm. And then she says, do you work at Weston Hills? And he says, I do a little, what did he say? I do a little work there. Mm-hmm. Something like yeah. that. Making it sound like he's trying to get out of it, then mm-hmm. again, he's not. Right. So she's not trusting him, and then... The worst thing I feel like he could have done at that moment, he does it. He says, let's just talk about this in the morning. And then he pulls those pills out, and he's like, why don't you take that? That's not going to convince somebody. No, it's. I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, you're just trying to drug her and get her to shut up. Right. You know, if, if, if I'm his daughter, I'm like, no, I'm not going to take no daggum pills. So she runs upstairs and locks the door. He's chasing after her. She goes out the window, and she escapes. Mm-hmm. And her and Will grabs her and picks her up. So now they're going and she's, you know, she's like, what are we going to do, Will? And he goes, we need to get to Mark's house. So now, because Mark knows what to do. Because Mark knows more about Freddie and all this. Right. Well, it cuts to Mark and he's sitting there and he's looking at a picture of his family. Which, here's something else that, here's something else that, that really bothered me. Where's his family? See, and I, I was wondering that too, because these two guys were in the mental hospital and now all of a sudden he's in this house. Right. Like, whose house is this? It, well, it's his house. Clearly it's his house. But where are his parents? Right. Like, they ain't seen him in four years, and he's like, hey! Hey, I'm I'm out. And like, you guys didn't know, but here I am. Like, that was weird. Maybe they just wasn't, you know, they. I feel like they could at least, I feel like they could at least went somewhere, like, well, they're not here. Yeah. You know, they're, they're on vacation. Something, I don't know. It, it just, for, for them not to even explain it. Right. So anyway, um, so Mark's sitting there looking at the picture, and all of a sudden you hear somebody say, Mark, like real. Well, he looks over, he opens the door, and he sees steam coming out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He walks over to the bathroom, he opens the door, and this is one of the biggest bathrooms I've seen. It was another bedroom. I, I like it, though. I ain't gonna lie. huge. He opens it, and he, what he does is look straight at the tub, because that's where his brother committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I gotta stay awake. And he walks over to the wind, or the mirror, Opens the mirror to the messy cabinet and pulls out. It looks like it says a wake aid, I believe. It's one pill. He's going to take it to try to stay awake. Well, as he puts it in his hand and he closes the mirror, there's Freddy's reflection back at him. And it scares him when he drops the pill down down the uh, drain. And he's like, crap, crap. And he's trying to search for it. And he turns around. He's rubbing his eyes. And all of a sudden, you hear his brother go, hey, Mark. And, his, and he's coming up out of the water. Of bloody the water. Yeah, yeah, in the tub. I thought that was really cool. And... For y'all who don't know, the guy that played his brother 
is the bully off of A Christmas Story with Ralphie. And he looks the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only difference is he's got a little bit of facial hair. But I love it because he's like, hey, Mark, you didn't forget about me, did you? And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And he just starts going into this dialogue. It's Freddie's voice. Yep. I thought he they matched the voice and he matched the mannerisms of Freddie yeah. perfect. Yeah, it looked really good. And, and the way he was kind of thrashing around and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I was like, that looks like something Freddie would do. And he, he starts talking about Jason. He's like, that's why I needed Jason, to make them remember. But now he just won't stop. And when he says stop, he pulls his arms out. And you can see where he had cut his wrist. Yep. And he's like, that hockey puck. I love that, man. And Mark's like, this isn't real. This isn't real. And all of a sudden, I don't know what they were, but something goes into his feet. Like It was like almost like little snakes formed. Mm-hmm. And then they hooked them into the feet. Like They hooked into his feet, kept them from moving anywhere. Right. Now, he can't. He's screaming. Which, like I said, this dude's acting is really good. Mm-hmm. He's screaming, and it shows all these like little eels and all mm-hmm. this stuff around his feet. And I don't know, but I got chills because he looks up at the, he looks up at the roof, you know, which is the camera or whatever. And he's like, "Someone, please wake me up, yeah. please!" And like I don't know, all of a sudden, Will and um, Lori get back to the house and they look and they realize Mark's asleep on his computer table. Yep. You know, he's got his head bent over, and they're like trying to wake up. They're like, "Mark, Mark." And it cuts to Mark's off in the corner in the bathroom, and his brother is walking toward him. And did you see the skin bubbling? Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I, I really like because for me it was like in, like it was like yeah this is your brother, but this is also somebody that's on fire mm-hmm. and burning. So it's like this is really Freddy type. And it only shows it for a split second, but when he's walking up to him, he's like, "I want you to pass a message on for me." He turns his he turns his arm up and pus and all this stuff starts coming out of his arm. Mm. I thought that was so man. The makeup was perfect. Yeah, it looked really good. And he's like, "I won't." And Mark's like, "I won't do it." And he goes, "I won't do it." And Freddie all of a sudden goes, "No!" And it shows Freddie. Now he's back to Freddie. He slams his hand against the wall. And he goes, "I won't do it." So Freddie grabs him by the collar and he starts picking him up. And he's like, "Um, I guess I'll have to passage pass that message on myself, then, won't I?" Hmm? Mm-hmm. And just chunks him against the wall and sets his back on fire. Yep. This time we actually get to really see because it's in lighting what freddy's look like his colors and everything best freddy outfit of all the series the green and black isn't like a christmas green and black it is a dark evil right i I don't know i just loved it man and his makeup is perfect in this the hat the glove everything i just think that they did a this is my favorite look outstanding yeah i I really like I, i like the costume and everything but i like the makeup of the burns on his face more mm-hmm. than anything just because it actually looks like it looks like somebody that was burned right that never got uh treatment for it and it like there's parts of the skin just kind of hanging there and stuff it looks it looks awesome oh, i look good man <clears throat> so he's burning his back and the whole time freddie's just laughing well in real life mark or will and Lori are seeing uh, mark's back on fire and he's just hitting the walls and he bumps into the window where they and uh, where they're at, and he's facing them. And he goes, "Help me!" And all of a sudden, I love that too. The slashes go across mm-hmm. his face, so you know in the dream, Freddy just slashed his face with them claws. Well, then he falls to the ground, and then they look up, and he's sitting on top of like I don't know what he is sitting on something, and his back's all burnt, and, he, and you can hear Freddy go, "Pass on a message for me," and it says, "Freddy's back." Mm-hmm. Burned into his back. That and is that so blisters and bullets. Oh, and to me, it was almost like he did that, so there was no way they could hide what yeah. happened. Yeah, they they would have to basically cut his back all up, and to keep that from showing. So now we're back at the police station, and this is where Stubbs is talking to the sheriff. Yep. 
And he thinks they have a copycat of the Crystal Lake killers, Jason Voorhees. Mm -hmm. And this is where um, the sheriff is like, we already know who it is, Stubbs, you know. Which, like I said, Stubbs is new to the place. He doesn't know the backstory to, excuse me, Freddie. And he kind of threatened him. You know, he tells him, he's like, um, he says, sir, I, I seriously think you should look into the copycat. And pretty much tells him. Look, if you want your job, you'll keep your mouth shut. Yep. In a nutshell, that's what he tells them. So now we're at, a, a, they never tell where the location's at, but you see the van outside. And it's Freeburg, it's Linderman, Kia, and Lori, and Will. And they're all just sitting around a table, except for Lori. She's on the couch. And they're finally discussing, Freddie and Jason, what to do about them. And I like it because... All of a sudden, Officer Stubbs walks in, and Freebird's like, well, hell, man. And like, he's getting all of his stuff up, and he's, like, trying to, you know, get the smoke out of the way and stuff. He's lighting the smoke and doobies the whole time. And they're like, how'd you know he was, we were here? And he's like, well, the Scooby van, is, you know, was it, what did he say? How did he say that, man? Uh, well, the, the Scooby van didn't help, or was a giveaway or something? Yeah, because like yeah. they, they didn't park it around back or something, you know? So they're all sitting there discussing about what to do about Freddie versus Jason, or Freddie and Jason. And then Lori's kind of chiming in every once in a while, and she's like, Jason's scared of water, or Jason died by water, and Freddie died by fire. Can we use that? And they're just completely ignoring her. Yep. Which I thought was weird, because whenever I noticed they wouldn't respect or like responding to her, I was like, mm, I think she's asleep. <laughs> yeah. That or they're just like, shut up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> shut up, Meg. So... <clears throat> anyway, and Freebird's like, well, no, not Freebird. Um, <clears throat> the sheriff's like, well, maybe we should offer a sacrifice. And that's what Freebird's like, yeah, like like a virgin, right? Like somebody pure. And they all look at Linderman, and Linderman kills me because he's like, well, don't look at me. He's like, even if you pay for it, it still counts, <laughs> you know? And it's sad that in her dream, she still made him a geek. Yep. <laughs> and Kia's like, we all know who's a virgin right here. She's like, and Lori's like, he and she goes, why would he want to mess with you when he could mess with me? Yeah. And they all get up and that's when you're like, yep, she's definitely in a dream. Mm -hmm. And it grosses me up because all of a sudden they're coming to get her. And all of a sudden her dad's like pops out of nowhere. And he's like, I'm here for you, honey. They give me a kiss. And he sticks his tongue off. Wow. I mean, like, yeah, that's that just creepy. Yeah, that was bad. She pushes him away. And all of a sudden he turns into Freddie and he's like, your mouth says, or you're, your eyes say no, but my mouth says yes. And he's like wiggling his tongue like it was just. She grabs his ear and she pulls him off as they wake her up. She wakes up and she's got the ear in her hand. Mm -hmm. And she drops it real quick and it turns into maggots. And they start stomping on it. And she's like, I just pulled that out of my dream. And the, and the officer's like, Officer Stubb, he goes, how's that even possible? And Freebird's Free Bird, like, anything's possible. God, you just don't get it. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Freebird reminds me of Jay. From you don't know how many people say that, man. <laughs> he really does. So, I bet that's what they were going for. I bet so. So, <clears throat> Will's talking about... She's, uh, Kia says, we're not safe awake or asleep. And that's when Will brings up Hypnoseal because he goes, we never dreamed when we were in the institution. Yeah. And you see Freebird kind of look over Linderman and points toward the computer. Well, they look it up and they realize that this thing ain't even been approved. Yep. But... They need this medicine. So now they go to Weston Hills to find the hypnoseal. And they're looking around. And it's funny because you hear this doom, 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 doom. Like you hear this banging. Mm -hmm. And there's this little 
bald headed uh, security, security guard, guard with his gun. The way he's holding the gun, he's, he's shaking. Shaking. He's like yeah. freaking out. And all of a sudden, you hear this boom. And all of a sudden, they uh, it shows the door. It's a big old metal door is laying on top of the security guard, and blood's just coming out of his head. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because if you look on the side of the door that's facing up, you see these giant bang marks. Right. Like clearly something was beating the crap out of the door. So Freeberg and Linderman and the officer, Stubbs, they're looking in this one area. They don't see anything, so they start to walk off. And Freeberg's like, hey, hey, why don't we smoke a little J real quick? And he's like, no, dude, he's a cop. He goes, what's he going to do, arrest me? <laughs> he, lights the, he lights the pot or the joint, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, he's like, oh, that's better. And they're already taken off. They've already left him. Well, then they realize, okay, Freeberg's gone. That's the officer. The officer Stubb looks over. And he's like, where's Freeberg? Well, it goes back to Freeberg. He's sitting there getting high. And you see this door open up. And all of a sudden, this Freddy-looking caterpillar. That's what it looked like to me. You made the reference to uh, Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. The cater- and that's what, it, that's what it reminded me of. So he comes in. He's like, what the heck? And he, he pulls a bong out. And he takes a big old hit and blows it in Freeberg's face. But before, uh, oh yeah, he blows in his face and the Freddy caterpillar, whatever takes off and he's like, Oh, hold on, man. He's going to follow it. Mm-hmm. But before that, we finally seen what happens when too many, uh, too much hypnosis is given to a person. Kia and Lori and Will are all in this room and I don't know. I'd say there's about what? 12. Yeah. Yeah. At least 12, uh, I don't know if you call them kids, teenagers, adults, but they're all laying there. And they've got like stuff on their eyes. They've got stuff on their, uh, in their mouth, like helping them breathe. And she's like, who would do this to people? And he says, they're in a coma. They were given too much hypnosil. And he says, your daddy's name is on both of these forms. Yeah. So they were the ones that, he said, they were the ones that couldn't stop dreaming. Yeah. I like that reference. Yeah. I, I like the fact that they, they, <clears throat> they start putting it together. Like, Hypnosil keeps you from dreaming. These guys couldn't stop dreaming, so now they're in comas. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, they're 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 tying all the loose ends. So it goes back to Freeberg, and Freeberg, uh, he he stand he stands up, and he's in that room where they were all earlier that we were just talking about that scene, and all the people that's in comas are setting up, and I think this is a creepy scene. It's freaky. Yeah, it is. And he's like, what? Like he can hear they're talking, but we don't understand what he's saying. But yeah. they're, and he's like, well, what are y'all talking about? And they they just keep kind of whispering, and all of a sudden he goes, "I don't know, I don't know where the hypnosis at." And they all just point real quick to the cabinets. He turns around, and then this one person with the coma gets right up on his face, and he's got like blood all over his. Mm-hmm. What'd you call those eye they're, galls? Yeah, or, they're like little um, little pads, just like gauze pads, and they're taped over their eyes. Yeah. He breaks the the cabinet, he pulls out this hypnosis, and he's like, "I can't get rid of this stuff. We need it." Well, all of a sudden, you see slime coming down on Freeberg's face. Freeberg looks up, and there's the Freddy Caterpillar. Boom, drops down and goes inside of him. Mm-hmm. Now. Right down his gullet. Okay, here's something else. <laughs> right, look, he's freaking critiquing. He's getting, he's getting upset looking. I know it's, it's 2021, and that was 2003, but I thought they could have made it look a little bit more real. The Caterpillar. The Caterpillar? Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool. And, and it I don't, was cool. I don't mind the way it looked because he was on a trip. You know, he was supposed to be high the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't mind that part of it. I, 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 it didn't bother me. Was, uh, excuse me, as Freddy's caterpillar or whatever is going down his gullop, 
it cuts to Linderman and Stubbs, and they're they're in this room, and they're like, "Where's Freeberg?" You know, they're still looking for him. They can't find him. Well, all of a sudden, Jason pops out of nowhere. He he's trying to get both of them, and he slices into like this big radio computer desk mm-hmm. thing, and it just starts electrocuting Jason. And Linderman's on one side of him, and Stubbs on the other, and he's telling Linderman, "Go, go!" And Stubbs tries to run around him. Well, Jason grabs him, so now he's electrocuting Stubbs while he's getting electrocuted. And then he just slams his freaking body into that desk. Dude, that was that was cool. Yeah, and Linderman kills because he's got that gun. He's like, "Wow!" Ah! You know, he's got that <laughs> girl scream. He takes off running down the hallway. So now Stubbs is dead. Which I, I, I was like, "Dang it!" I like Stubbs. I thought he was really going. I thought he was going to do more than what he did. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was going to die, but... <laughs> anyway, so it cuts to Lori and Kia and Will, and they're in the room that Freebird had just gotten that mm-hmm. thing that is, And he's looking for... And they're looking for all these uh, hypnosis, but they're finding all the empty bottles. And that's something I forgot to mention. Before that, Linderman and Stubbs see uh, Freebird pouring them down the drain. Yeah. But you can tell he's... Out of it. Yeah, you can tell he's got red around his eyes. He's, mm-hmm. uh, what's that called? Possessed. Uh, possessed, there you go. Yeah. So now the three are looking for the hypnosis, and all of a sudden, boom, Stubbs' body just comes through the door, and here comes freaking Jason. <clears throat> they all three start taking off running. Jason's after him. Well, there's Freebird in the hallway, and he's got his hands behind his back. Yep. And they're like, come on, Freebird, let's go. And Will, uh, Will grabs him, and he goes, let me handle this B word. But yeah. it's Jason's, or it's Freddie's voice. And Lori's like, look, and you can see that he's got tranquilizers. And I love it because Freddie's like doing his little laugh. Here comes Jason. And he's like, come to Freddie. And you can hear him going, these are my children, Jason. Go back to where you belong. And he stabs them with the syringes. He's got two of them filled with tranquilizers. Gets them right in the, I'd say like the collarbone, neck area. Yeah, right there in the neck, yeah. Fills uh, Jason's body up with it. <laughs> and Freddie leaves uh, Freebird's body. Like you, like all of a sudden you see he goes, <gasps> and you can hear Jason go shing with his machete. Loved it. Cuts Freebird right in half, and it looks wow. so good because they didn't cut it; they kept it one footage. So yep, it looked really good. Cut them smooth in half. They're all flipping out, and Linderman comes around. And he's like f you, and he shoots. And when he shoots, Jason's body's already fallen. Yeah. So now we get to, and all I wrote down was round one. <laughs> and I love it because they're panning and they're showing how big Jason is. Like the camera starts yeah. from his boots going all the way up. And you can hear Freddie going, these are my children, Jason. Go back to where you belong. It's all faded. Well, it fades off and it's all red. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Gibbs was earlier in the movie. Yeah. And it's just Jason uh, standing there. And here comes his mom, you know. And uh, I love the line because she says, uh, you are like a big stupid dog that can't stop eating even though your master said you've had enough. Mm-hmm. And you know he and this is where you can really see the emotions in Jason's eyes cuz yeah. he's looking down and she's like I should have known you could like she's just tearing him down but it's really mm-hmm. Freddie. And then uh after she says the master thing you hear Freddie laughing and Freddie's up on I don't know what you would say like this like walkway. The, yeah. And he Jason looks over, sees Freddie and he looks back and realizes his mama ain't there and now he's pissed. He pulls that machete out. And he says uh Oh God, I can't believe I'm not. I'm gonna forget the, the line he says. Freddie says, "Uh, give me a minute, folks. Let me think about it." <laughs> do, 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 oh, I can't remember what he says now. But anyway, he's up there and he goes, "Uh, oh, it's time to put this bad dog to sleep. 
for good. And then he jumps off and Jason cuts his right arm off. And I love it because he goes, not my arm. Because you can tell Freddy's like, uh-huh. then he cuts his left arm off. He falls down. Jason's looking at him. And all of a sudden, Freddy just slowly gets up. Boom. His, ar- his arms appear. <laughs> and with his left hand, he does the, uh, what would you call that symbol? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the jack off symbol. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> motion, yeah. And the, that's where and there was enough humor for Freddy's side. Oh, yeah. Jason goes to swing the machete. Freddy catches it between the, you know, catches it like between his hands, throws it off, and Freddy just starts beating the living crap out of Jason. He did. It was like, like taking him to the woodshed. I love how, you know, because Freddy technically don't have to get physical in the dream. He can mm-hmm. just move his head, and he, you know, but Jason or Freddy gets some punches in there. Oh yeah. And I love how. He, did you notice where he cuts his mask? Or like he's got all mm-hmm. the. Well, he's got, he cuts up Jason's mask. He gives him. A uh, good kick. kick uh, Jason hits this big pop, and as Jason starts to walk toward him, all he does is start like moving his head up and down, mm-hmm. and it's just throwing Jason into this pop. Well, all of a sudden, he gets Jason's machete, slams it into his chest, and then he gets like these, I would say almost like cement little plates. Pieces, plates. Yeah. He throws them in. It stabs uh, Freddy even or Jason even more, and then he goes. Penny for your thoughts, Chief. Like he's, you know, he's all up on him. Jason pulls his machete out, puts his throat against it, uh, puts Freddy's throat against the machete. He goes, "Ooh, scary!" Disappears, and all he does is move his right arm, and Jason just goes flying like. A, and you can hear the the pinball thing. He's like, "Did anything?" Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it was so cool. And Freddy's just having having fun, mm-hmm. and you can hear the sound, and you know the ding 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 every time he's hitting. And he goes to fall, and he goes, oh, tilt. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jason hits the ground. There's this big old boiler thing above Jason, and you see Freddie pointing at it, and he's, like, knocking the screws out. It falls, lands on top of Jason. Freddie does his classic Freddie laugh. Well, Freddie walks down there, and he looks, and Jason's moving. And he goes, why won't you die? Well, Jason grabs his leg. No, he, yeah, he grabs his leg, then he punches him. Gets the thing off of him, gets that big boiler off of him, grabs Freddy, throws him up on the, uh, what, what would you say, up in the rafters? Yeah. And he hits his back and head against this big old pipe. That's when the water comes down, and instead of being red anymore, it turned green. Dude, that transition was sick. Yes. Oh, it looks so good. And I, and it's Freddy's colors, red and green. Uh-huh. But when that turned green, I was like, dude, they could have done the entire fight scene, the finale in green, mm-hmm. that would have been cool. Yeah. Jason is stomping up. I mean, he's pissed now. Jason's stomping up the <clears> steps. And right when he goes to swing, there's water between Freddy and Jason. Yeah. He goes to swing, and Jason just stops. And he kind of looks around. And Freddy's looking. He goes, ah. Oh. Then he does his little hand gestures, and all these uh, waters come around Freddy, or Jason. And Freddy's like, so you are afraid of something after all. So now he's found out he's a weakness. A lot of people did not like that in the film. Yeah. What did you think? <clears throat> I, I I made you pause it because I had to think about it because I was like because there's so many different Friday the Thirteenth movies where Jason is just walking up out of the water, right? So you you know the backstory of Jason and you know how he died at the you know the camp when he drowned and all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense that right. he's afraid of water, but it didn't carry over a whole lot. Right. Any of the other movies. Because they're like the scenes where he's just walking up out of the water. And, exactly. And, and, so that's what I questioned. Like, how come he's afraid of water now, but 
in the adjacent movies, it didn't really. Well, it's like Freddy. And, you know, he's afraid of fire. But, like, but he can set people on fire, use it to his advantage. And, like I told you, my feeling on that is the adult Jason out when he's out, like, real life. Yeah. He's not scared of water. But the child, the innocence in him, yeah. that's what he's scared of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, we cut to, we see, J- <laughs> I love Kia because it cuts the key and they're in the van and Kia's like, how in the F did I let y'all talk me into this? And it shows Jason and he's like duct taped up. They've mm-hmm. got him tied in the van. And we find out that they're they're taking Jason to Camp Crystal Lake because they figure is if they can wake up Jason and pull Freddy out, He's got home advantage, and and if he yeah. kills Freddy, Jason will just stay at Camp Crystal Lake, leave him alone. So it cuts back, and now there's Jason as a kid, you know, he's he's and he's still got the Jason mask on. I love it because Freddy walks over and he goes, "Oh!" and he whips that mask off. He's like, "You ugly little sh," you know what I'm saying? <laughs> How he says it, uh-huh. and he's like, "Now there's a face only a mother could love," and he like holds his mom's head up. Mm-hmm. Well, he pulls, he's. Uh, he gets his glove. He puts he point he puts it to the little boy's temple, Jason's temple. And I I, th- I think this is where he says, uh, "Look, I'm dying to see what's going what skeletons you got in your closet." Mm-hmm. But he slowly starts poking his head, and a little little Jason is crying. He goes and dig a little deeper, and he goes down a little farther. And now we're going into the mind. And like I said, I don't see it as the adult Jason. I see yeah. it as the kid Jason. Yeah. And. It goes into the mind of Jason, and you see that he's all by himself, carrying a woman's body, like dragging her by the hair. And I think that artwork, the background, was awesome. I think everything in that scene looks sick. Oh, like, because it was showing, like, and it made, made a lot of sense because, you know, Jason did most of his killing at Camp Crystal Lake, so he's going out into this water, so it makes sense they put the water in there. <clears throat> he died by drowning, so they have the water, that's that water symbolism, and then it shows mm-hmm. all of these bodies just floating in the water he walks in this little cabin brings this person in here he opens this door and there's just like just a lake like you can see like underneath the lake and there's just bodies floating everywhere yes yeah i, I love it, that i thought it looked really good and that's where he says the line i'm dying to see what skeletons are in mm-hmm. your closet mm-hmm. so it goes back <clears throat> excuse me it goes back to uh lowering them in the van and Lori's sitting there a timer for 15 minutes, and Will's like, I don't want you doing it. And she goes, just let me go in. Set me, set the time for 15 minutes. She says, when I wake up, I'll pull that you-know-what out. Right. And so Lori is laying there. She sets her watch for 15 minutes. You can hear her saying the prayer, now I lay me down to sleep. Mm-hmm. And she's laying next to Jason, which really shows how big Jason is compared to her. <laughs> so That dude was so big. She goes into Jason's dream. And I like that concept. So you see, they're back at Camp Crystal Lake, and it's 1980. Mm-hmm. Or I'm guessing it's 1980. Maybe it's 1970-something. I don't know. But anyway, and you see all these kids chasing Jason, little Jason. And they're throwing rocks at him, and he's running. They're picking on him. Well, she starts following him, and they put the burlap burlap sack on his face, which I was like, oh, snaps. Yeah. You know? That's what I said. I was like, well, there's the burlap sack. Yeah, and I thought that was sweet. Just yeah. something real quick, real simple. Uh-huh. Well, they're picking on her, and he runs to, like, the boat deck or whatever you want to call it, the fishing deck. And it shows up, the, it shows the counselors, and they're up there having sex, you know, right there in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And she's like, aren't you going to help him? And 
he's like, get out of here, I'm busy. You know, the guy that's banging the girl. And she's like, you mean you're not coming? And all of a sudden, it's Freddy, and he's just pounding away. And he looks back, and I love that he's got his sweater on, but he's got the Camp Crystal uh-huh. Lake shirt. And he's like, it's not my fault this witch is dead on her knees. Yeah. And he, like, waves her arm at him, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> it shows the kids. I don't know if he fell or if the kids pushed him in the water. It looked like he fell, but well, it looked like he stumbled. He's in the water. She runs over. And she's like, here, give me your hand. And it's funny because when Jason comes up, she just backs up like, screw you, I ain't touching you. Right. And she's like, Jason, Jason Voorhees. And all of a sudden, Freddy's Freddy comes up, grabs him by the head, and brings him into the water. Well, now, not only is he killing him in his dream, but it cuts back. And now in real life, he's drowning. Mm-hmm. And Spitting the water and everything. Yeah, and they're like, uh, oh, oh uh, I think he's drowning. I think he's dying. Freddy must be killing him. And they're like, well, give him mouth to mouth. And they look over at Linderman. Linderman's like, um, I got asthma. Yeah, he's like, I've had asthma since I was whatever. And, you know, they ask her to do it. And she's like, no, hell no, I can't do that. And it's funny because Will's like, Kia, he has asthma, <laughs> you know. So she's going to give him mouth to mouth. And it's showing Freddie still, you know, he's drowning him. Mm-hmm. She raises the mask up. It shows his disgusting mouth. Water's coming out. And all of a sudden, he just wakes up. Like, they don't. I don't, nothing happened in the dream either. He just woke up, didn't he? It never shows anything about, like, in the dream. It never shows him having a reason to wake up. It never shows him, he just wakes up. So I don't know if the tranquilizer just wore off. Right. But yeah, it never, it never gives him a reason. So he sets up and Linderman shoots the gun, but it goes right past Will's head and it messes Will's uh, hearing up. They hit, I guess, the curb and the van flips, starts spinning and it throws Jason out into the woods. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, in the dream, Jason just disappears. This scene right here, I absolutely love. Freddie turns around, looks up at her in the water, and he goes, "You, dude!" When he comes flying out of that water, and all and, the red, yes, oh. the background's red again, and he freaking flies in slow motion, and he lands, and he's got that devil face, oh, and the alarm's going off. It's going, and he goes, "Oh, what's wrong, Glory? Missed your wake up call." Freaking loved it, man. That look Freddie had. He had the pointy ears. He had the like pointed chin. Mm-hmm. He looked like like you would imagine like Satan looking. Yes. Oh, dude, it looks so good. So, <clears throat> the I guess they may gave her too much tranquilizer because she didn't wake up. Yeah. She jumps on top of him after he says, what's wrong, Mr. Wake Up Call? And she's like, uh, I've got him, I've got him. And all of a sudden, he, she just appears right in front of the Elm Street house. Mm-hmm. And she starts screaming her guts out, you know. Well, cuts back, and the gang, they're, you know, they're Kia and Linderman and Will, they're bloody from the wreck. And they're trying to get Lori, Lori awake. And they're like, look, and Kia's like, look, look, we're close to Camp Crystal Lake. So, cuts back to the dream. And now Lori's actually seeing her dad going up there with a butcher knife and about to kill her mom. Well, when he pulls the, uh, she's saying, Daddy, no. When she put when he pulls the uh, covers back, her mom's already tossing a turn and being cut up. Mm-hmm. She grabs her dad and pulls him back. While all of a sudden it's Freddie. She goes, "Freddie, it was you." So now we know he was the one that killed her mom. And he's like, "I always had a thing for the horrors that lived in this house." Yep. Just gets in her guts and just starts cutting her all up. <clears throat> Lori takes off running, and the floor is like moving behind her. Mm-hmm. Hits her feet, makes her trip. She smashes into like. Like a, a mirror, or not a mirror, a, a picture frame. Yeah. And she gets pretty much, she's not knocked out, but 
Close gets, enough. Yeah, gets knocked for a loop. And so we now she's aware. Now they're at Camp Crystal Lake, which I love how the Camp Crystal Lake looked. I like yeah. that. And it's funny because they're in the cabin and they're still trying to wake Lori up and you can hear Linderman go, oh, shit. You know, he says the S word. Yeah. And he's like, what? And he goes, he's here. And I love it because there's no music, mm-hmm. but all you hear is, Ch-. and he's walking and you can see him breathing. You can see Dude, the, I was going to say, the thing that set that off for me was the puff of the breath. I'm so glad you noticed that. When I seen that, I was like, oh, it's about to go down. <laughs> Dude, that, that one little puff. Just that had that little hot breath, and I was like, oh, man. Well, it goes back to the dream, and Freddie is cutting up Lori. Mm-hmm. Like, just, all he's doing is just teasing her. Yeah. He's cutting her chest up. He's cutting her arms up, everything. Well, everything, every time he gets, she gets cut, they're saying it happened to her in real life. And Will, <clears throat> Will's holding her, and he's like, come on, Lori, please wake up. And all of a sudden, Jason busts through the wall, slices like the lower back of Will. Yeah, he cuts him good. Good. Well, right before he actually comes down, because he's fixed to come down and just cut the dude in half. Kia and Linderman shove this table, and it saves them. Because he was going to kill one of them. Mm-hmm. And Machete goes through the table, and Kia kills him because she grabs like this big wrench. And she just starts hammering him. She's like, oh, you blinking butthole. Gosh uh-huh. dang it. You know, like she's hammering. Uh-huh. And if y'all, don't, if y'all haven't noticed, we don't cuss on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, no, no. We, we keep it PG. And uh, <laughs> uh, PG-13. Yeah. And Jason just backhands the crap out of Kia. She mm-hmm. flies against the wall, gets hit. <clears throat> and it cuts back to Freddie. And Freddie leans down. He goes, uh, welcome to my, uh, my nightmare. Or no. Wow, oh, crap. What did he, what's he say to her? Uh, maybe he does say that. Welcome to my nightmare. When he's ta- he talks about the first time being messy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's like... Uh, I got to tell you, uh, the first time tends to get a little... Sh- I got to tell you, princess, first time yeah. gets a little messy. And you can hear his claws, and he grabs like her nightgown, and he's starting to pull it up, so you know what he's going to do. Yeah. It cuts back to Linderman. He's got like this flag, and he's stabbing Jason. No effect. Jason's just looking at him. Jason backhands him. Well, when he hits the wall, he hits like this... It's like a shelf. It's yes. Like, a, like a, the end of a shelf. Like an L bracket that you put to hang a shelf on. And that hurts every time I say that. Cause you, oh! Because you know it hurts. <clears throat> yeah. And Kia's Kia's crying. She's like Linderman. She knows he's hurt. Yeah. Well, he's brag. Uh, Will is dragging Lori, and her hand falls into the fire, and he's like, "Oh God!" And as he's getting it in her dream, her hand is on fire, and she's screaming. And she grabs Freddie. Well, all of a sudden, when she wakes up, she's got a hold of Freddie, and Freddie's on top of her, and he goes, "Die, you little b-word!" Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, oh, the table gets flipped over, and you hear. And it's and you hear the, choo, choo, ha, ha, choo, Dude, the the way they did it, they hit the the electric guitar, they, and they did the ha ha on top of the electric guitar, and it sounded amazing. Yeah, like, I got literal chill bumps whenever that happened. And Jason and Freddie turns around and his reaction all wide eyed, and he's like, "Oh!" And he's even got his hand up to his mouth like somebody would really do. Yeah, because he realizes this ain't my world anymore. Mm-hmm. He's got to get physical. But the music picks up. Jason swings. Freddie ducks it and hits him like with a back elbow on the back of him. Turns around, tries to swing again. He misses Freddie and gets stuck into the uh, floor. There's a scene they cut out. It's in the, the, the deleted scenes that I wish they'd have kept. Freddie kicks him in the nuts. 
And Jason just looks at him, and he leans down. And he goes, "Oh, no balls, Voorhees." I wish they would have kept that scene in there. That would have been cool. But instead, we get he kicks him in the nuts, and Jason grabs his leg and throws him against the wall. Mm-hmm. He goes flying. Freddie hits the wall. I love this. Jason goes over, picks up Freddie, slams him through the glass uh, window, and just runs down the entire cabin, knocking down each Dude, uh, out each window. Jason was Jason was pissed. Yes, <laughs> he was mad. Like, and they even, like they didn't worry about none of the teenagers being around. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the doors open to the cabin, and there <laughs> and there's Jason dragging Freddie, and you can hear Freddie going, uh, uh, and he just <laughs> launches Freddie into the. He throws him so far, he lands. Through the roof of another cabin. Mm-hmm. Well, now it cuts to <clears throat> Linderman and he, him and Kia, and Linderman is laying like he's using a tree, like for a backrest. Yeah. And she goes, "Oh my God, Linderman, you're really hurt." And he goes, "Just go find help." And she goes, no, "I'm not going to leave you." He goes, "I'm okay. Just go find help." Yeah. And then she starts to say something else, and he goes, "Just go." He knows he's dying. Oh yeah. And she says, "Okay, but I'll be right back." Well, she leaves. And he turns his head, and I noticed it. I don't. I mean, it may not have been supposed to be that way, but it looked like he had a smile on his face. Yeah. Well, you realize he just died, and it shows the blood gushing out of his back. Mm-hmm. Well, it shows Lori and Will, and they're trying to get in this little boat, and all of a sudden you hear, Phew! you hear it, Freddie pop up. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Think you're so smart, huh?" B word. <laughs> and he's fixing to cut him up, and all of a sudden you hear Kia go, "Freddie!" And he turns around, and looks. He looks at her, he looks at Lori, and he looks back at her, and then he's like, he's confused. Even yeah. he starts shaking his hand, he's like, how sweet, dark me. <laughs> and they start screaming for Kia because, they, you know, yeah. they know she's fixing to get it. And I really like this scene because they even said that, uh, I don't know if it was a one take, but they, the reason they didn't cut it a lot is because they had to time where they could keep them both in the frame as they were walking. I thought yeah. it was really good. I thought it was good because it showed that vulnerability that Freddie has outside of the dreams. Yeah. Because for a second, it really felt like everything that, that Kia was saying was really getting to him. You know, his face and stuff. He was mm-hmm. like, right, you hurt my feelings now, you know. Right. But, but then she keeps talking and then Freddie's just like, hey, uh, look behind you. Yes. And I love it because she turns around and Jason just swipes. Sends this chick flying. Oh, man. It's, and that's what's funny because when we was in theater, when she goes, what kind of faggot wears a, a Christmas, runs around in a quis, Christmas sweater? Yeah. <laughs> and the whole crowd was sort of laughing. And he just like, he goes <sighs> at her, like just to jump at her. Uh-huh. And she's like, you're not even scary. Come on, get real. You're not even scary. You know, and, and she goes, let's talk about the butter knives. She goes, what is with the butter knives? You trying to compensate for something? She goes, maybe coming up a little short there between the legs, Mr. Kruger. And she's like, you got these teensy-weensy little things. If Jason's got this big old thing, and that's when he does the thing you were talking about, where he he stops, or he he actually goes, hmm. like he makes a noise. Mm-hmm. She realizes he something's got it, caught his eye, and he just points back at it. Turns around, like you said, Jason nails the crap out of oh, that man. machete. She goes flying, hits the tree, and I ain't gonna lie, I'm I'm glad she got it too, because she got my nerves in that, <laughs> some of it, and. Next thing you know, here it is again. I, I always say round three. They start duking it out, dude. And Jason is freaking, like, doing elbow drops on him. I mean, like. It's like I told you. It was like Shawn Michaels versus, like, Andre the Giant or the Big Show. Right. Because, I mean, that's what he was. He was just trying to wear him down. Basically. Yeah. But yeah, it looked really good. And, like, Jason's even got a hold of his sweater at one point, And Freddie's, like, kicking him almost in the face with his mm-hmm. leg. And he's just slicing and dicing just. 
cutting J uh, Jason's chest all up, everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's funny because it cuts back to Lori and them. Lori and uh, Will, they're the last two survivors. And Will's like, come on, we got to get out of here. She goes, no, I'm not leaving. He goes, come on, you got uh, Jason fighting Freddy. She, uh, that's what you wanted. And she goes, I'm not going to leave, Will. She goes, uh, Freddy's the one that killed my mom. And she goes, I will not leave until I see him die. Well, it cuts back. They're still fighting. And Jason nails one punch, and it just sends Freddy flying. Mm -hmm. But he lands into these, like, what are they, oxygen tanks? Air tanks? Yeah, it was like, um... Have you ever seen a? Which you work in factory, so the mm. like the settling torches, yeah, like them giant. That, that, it looked like ga propane tanks. Like got you, got you. Giant gas tanks. Well, with one hit, he hit. He flies over there. Uh, Freddie flies over there, and his glove hits the t top of the cap off, and one goes flying. And I love it because Freddie looks confused, and he goes <laughs> like he's like <laughs> it almost reminds me of Leprechaun. You know, he's like <laughs> yeah. He's he's got it in his mind. I know what I'm uh -huh. doing now. Well, here comes Jason walking slow toward him, and Freddie's behind her, and he goes, man, the torpedoes. And he just starts hitting all the caps off, and they're just flying toward Jason, missing. I, I love this scene. I did, y'all. Because Jason's just walking, and every every single tank that comes his way, he just kind of slowly moves. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of sidesteps. It's, oh, it looks so good. So, <clears throat> excuse me. He's dodging. Well, finally, one hits him. Well, it hits him enough to pick him up, and right before he lands on the ground... Another one comes and swipes and hits Jason again. Jason lands on the ground, and you tell he jacked his arm up like he's holding his arm. But it's funny. Uh, all of a sudden, Freddy's up on this. I do it on a scaffold. I guess you would call it. It's like they're building something. Yeah, yeah. Here's another thing. Freddy goes, "Hey, asshole!" Oh, well, you know, he's like, and Jason looks up. He goes, "Up here." He sounds like <laughs> he's got an Irish accent. But here's the thing. Did you notice when he goes, hey, hey ho, and Jason looks up, did you notice he didn't have his makeup on? You can see the actor's real eye. It was, and, he, and you can tell he's a white dude just underneath there. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to that. Yep. So there was one of them that I was like, that. He, so as Jason looks up, Freddie knocks this rack over and it's all metal like rods. Yeah, it's and, a rebar. Yes, and they yeah. just stick all through Jason. And Freddie's whooping the snot out of Jason, dude. dude. I, I told you from the beginning, like, I, I, I seriously thought Freddie, you know, I, I, Freddie was taking taking it to him. I didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't sure, because, you know, Jason's this big old dude, and mm -hmm. Freddie's, Jason, where Freddie was putting it on him. He's wearing him out, even in the real world, that's what got me. Yeah. But, so Jason um, has all this stuff stuck in him, all the little, what'd you call it? Rebar. Rebar. And... Freddie is about to push this big, huge, like, barrel full of, it looked like sand. sand. Mm -hmm. And he goes to push it off, and it gets stuck. Of course, and, that, oh, and, that, and that's just your luck, too. Yeah. And he goes, I love it because you can hear Freddie go, oh, give me a break. <laughs> and he's trying to push it. Now, what is that swinging around? What was that? It's, um, I, I don't know exactly what it is. It was full of, it looked like something they used to haul sand. Yeah. Like a crane type thing. Maybe it was, it I'll just like call it a sand bucket. There you go. So the sand bucket's just beating around. Mm -hmm. And Freddie's trying his hardest to push this barrel so it would knock Jason off his feet. Well, the bar the sand bucket hits wherever J uh, Freddie's standing. And Freddie falls off and gets his foot caught upside down. And he, you know, he's crashing through uh, the wood. And you can hear Freddie hitting his face against the wall. He's like, oh! And all of a sudden, <laughs> but I love it because... Jason is slow. It's giving Jason plenty of time to pull the stuff out of his body. Yeah. Blood's going everywhere. And it's funny because 
Here comes Freddy. He's getting closer and closer to Jason. And Freddy goes, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you know, he knows it. Jason gets him down. And, dude, as soon as Freddy gets up, Freddy's swinging again and kicking again, mm. man. Well, the more they're fighting and that sand bucket is hitting, you finally see here comes that big barrel coming mm. down. Smashes into Freddy and Jason and just throws them into, I'll say it's like a little swimming dock or a boat dock. Yeah. And now Jason's actually getting up quicker than Freddy. Mm -hmm. And, dude, this right here, this is where Ronnie, you said he told him, just go with it. Just start yeah. swiping, just start cutting. They're fighting. Uh, Freddy is getting, now he's getting his tail whooped. Jason is just going to town on him. And he knocks Freddy down. He's sitting there cutting Freddy up. Well, as he comes down with that machete, Freddy cuts off Jason's fingers. Jason loses the machete. Freddy catches it with his left hand. So now Freddy starts wearing Jason out, dude. Taking it to him. And I love it because he just keeps hitting Fre uh, Jason. Jason's crawling away. Yeah. And you can hear him going, get up, get up. Uh, he's just <laughs> chopping him. Well, Freddy rolls him over. And I'll, best thing to me, smashes his freaking claws right through Jason's eyes. Yeah, the good. music gets intense. And the way Ken Kersinger, like started shaking his head and the blood's coming out. Mm -hmm. It Loved really it. Good. Loved oh, it. Really good. So we see Lori and Will, and they're running. They got this gas, uh, got, got the gas tank going. They're spraying gas all over the dock. And Will says, Lori, get the tank, because they're, they're fixing to blow this whole thing up. It's a giant propane tank. Yes. So they spray it all over the tank. And uh, I think it's Lori. Yeah, Lori runs off to go get some, some wood that's on fire yeah. from the cabin that was on fire and we finally see it's back to freddie and jason fighting and uh who is oh jason rips off freddie's arm yeah the one with the claws yes just rips it straight off rips that off and i love it because as he rips it off uh oh before that excuse me jason slams his right because she says freddie go to hell mm -hmm. so she distracted freddie when he looked away Jason slams his right fist through the one missing the fingers. Yes, right through uh, Freddy's side. Then is when he rips off Freddy's arm, mm -hmm. and Freddy takes his machete and sticks it in to Jason's uh, chest. Mm -hmm. So they're just completely ripping each other apart, like literally. Mm -hmm. She throws the uh, board on top of the um, the fire. You know, she throws the board that's on fire on top of the gas. They're taking off running. It's this big dramatic scene in slow motion. They dive in the water, and all of a sudden, boom, this explosion happens, and Freddie and Jason get sent out into the water. And you think now, okay, it's over. They're done. Well, they're getting out of the water, Will and Lori, and all of a sudden, you hear the doom, doom, the heavy feet, mm -hmm. and you see the machete. So all you're thinking is, is Jason's back. Jason's back. Well, as he's coming up on them, you know, they, they see who it is. They're scared, and the machete's going up. The camera's going up the body, and you realize it's Freddy. And right before he comes down on him, he goes, you. And all of a sudden, bam, Jace, er, Jason slams Freddy's uh, arm through his chest with the glove. Mm -hmm. I love that. That looks so good. Because it's Freddy's precious glove that, he did all these murders with and that he cared for like you know whatever you know remember he even said on the original this is god yeah 
and he just looks down at it and it shows Jason falling back into the water. So <clears throat> he falls down to his knees, J Freddie does. He's quivering, he's shaking, and he, he's just kind of shocked what's going on. Well, he dropped the machete. Mm -hmm. Well, Lori picks up the machete, raises it up like a baseball bat, and she goes, Welcome to my welcome to my world, B-word. And just comes down, big slow motion, cuts off Freddy's head. Freddy's head just goes into the lake, and his body falls in the lake as well. And so now we know, okay, Freddy, Freddy's pretty much done. <clears throat> well, she walks over to the lake, and you see Jason on top of the water. Mm -hmm. You don't see his right eye, but you can see his left eye. That's the only part I was like, mm, they shouldn't have showed his eye because remember he, he poked his eyes out. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe the mask got turned a little bit. And he got yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's that's what it was. You know, he, he, he stabbed him in the cheek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got him in the cheek, but now the other eye, he really yeah, got yeah, him. There you go. So, anyway. um Jason is floating on top of the water, and I love it because it's got this like little soft music, this little -na 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 -na. and then all of a sudden, she, uh, as he's sinking, you hear the ch and she throws the machete into the water. Mm -hmm. So after Lori throws the machete in there, like I said, it's almost like you feel bad for Jason, like Jason was almost a hero to me, mm -hmm. and I didn't like that. I was like, no, he's supposed to be evil you know let's well, say i told you i think after the movie was over i told you i said I, the first time you watched it and then that was the first time that i watched it i feel like we were rooting for two different people right i feel like you were going for freddie right and i was i was rooting for jason the whole time well so after the after jason sinks down to the lake and the machete goes down i thought that would be kind of cool because it's like jason was going home yeah well it fades off the music fades off he cuts back to the next morning, and you can see the steam across the lake. And all of a sudden, Jason pops up out of the water. And I love the music part. And all his drums, it's going... Dun, 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 dun. I love that. He comes up, and he's got the machete in his left hand, and he's got Freddy's head in his right with all of his little fingers nubs. Missing. Yeah, his fingers missing. And, of course, he's on the land, and you can hear it. Dum, dum, you know, his stomps. Mm -hmm. And as Freddy, or as Jason is walking past the camera and the camera is now on Freddy's face, Freddy looks over at the camera, winks, does his little laugh, and you hear the ding, 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 then it's choo-choo. And then the, the music hits, a dun, 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 you know. And that's it for Freddy versus Jason. Dude, the music was on yes. for the entire movie. So, who do you think won? <sighs> Lori. Lori, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I honestly thought Freddie was going to end up winning because I thought there, there's so much more in Freddie's repertoire than there is Jason because Jason's this big dude with a machete. Right. And Freddie's got all his little tricks and his magic, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I seriously thought Freddie was going to win. But the fight itself in that movie, I would give to Jason because he he took the end of it. At the end of it, he was carrying his head. Okay. So I mean, now Freddie whipped his butt a lot of the oh, time. Oh yeah, Freddie Freddie took it to him. I feel like the audience was the winner. Oh yeah, because they because I mean that shows right there. Jason or Freddie's still alive. Yeah, you know, I to me, I'd be honest. I mean, legit, I wouldn't have changed anything about the ending because I thought it was a perfect ending. Oh, I thought it was really good. Jason I, still at Camp Crystal Lake, and Freddie is gonna haunt your dreams. 
The only thing I don't like about the ending is that they left it open for number two. And they never did it. And they never, 20 years later, and they've never done it. Right. And see, and I'm one of the people that if they was going to do number two, don't get nobody to replace Jason. Mm-mm. Don't. Yeah, I want to see the same two go at it again. Yep. Don't care if they want Kane Hunt. I want to see Ken Kersinger do it. Yep. If they're, if they're going to do part two. Like I said, now if they do, a, now don't get me wrong, if they do another Friday 13th movie, I'd love to see Kane Hodder back. Right. I just don't want to see them in a Freddy vs. Jason anymore. Yeah. But that's it, man. That's our review on Freddy vs. Jason. And I think it's now time to start doing the reviews <laughs> or the, uh, what's it called? The ratings. We'll make you go first. All right. I'm going to go first, man. <laughs> but. He's nervous. Yes, I am nervous. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Overall, this is still in my top. This is my favorite horror movie. Yes, I mean y'all heard you heard me correctly. Like, I, my favorite killer is Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. I love the original Halloween, mm-hmm. but this is one that I can watch nonstop. This movie I love so much that if you told me to make a top five movie list, comedy, horror, action, it's going to make the top five. Mm-hmm. And doing a little bit of nitpicking, uh, I felt like, like I said, the makeup, sometimes on Jason, you know, that I, I told you where you see who, who the actor was. And then, like I said, how they cut a scene where you could tell Jason stopped. A little bit of stuff like that. Um I am giving this movie a nine and a half stars. <laughs> to take off five points. I'm taking off five out. points. <laughs> I'm giving this movie a nine and a half stars. And is and I and I don't care what anybody else says, this is why I'm doing it. Because it, not only is it two of my favorites, but this was the movie that I waited so many years for. It did not disappoint me. Now granted it didn't do really good when it came out. Now it did do as far as far as money wise, mm-hmm. dude. It was a big success as far as the money it made and everything. Yeah. But like, of course, Rotten Tomatoes only gave it a this. IMBD yeah. gave it like a five or whatever. <clears throat> but now, the more that the movie goes and it's older, they call it. They're starting to call it a cult classic. I don't see it that way. Because yeah. it was the number one in the uh, that weekend. And this was the only movie I ever went to see in theaters where I got rejected twice because it was sold out. Because everybody wanted to see Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And I loved it. One complaint, the movie could have been a little longer. I wanted to see just a little bit more. It was kind of short. But they even said that on the special features on the DVD or Blu-ray, is their goal was not to make this a two and a half hour movie. Right. And I'm sorry. Like I said, I tried to nitpick at the death, but just those few things... I loved it, man. I'm giving it nine and a half stars. <clears throat> so, this is the umpteenth time that you've watched it. Mm-hmm. So, you were watching it to Nick Pickett. Yes. To, to actually do the critique and, and to do the, the review. This is the first time I have ever seen this movie. Now, I have seen, like, scenes from it. Like, somebody shares something on Facebook or something right. like that. But as far as sitting down and watching the entire movie... I have never seen it before. So when I'm looking at this movie, I'm rating it off of what I see for the first time. I'm not looking at the little stuff, like the makeup things that that used to that I didn't notice because I'm just in the moment. Right. You know, this is the first time I've ever seen it. So I'm not looking for those things. 
the the things that I try to find and critique are stuff that is just like completely obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so my rating is based off of that. I'm not basing it now. If I go back and watch it again and I and critique it, my rating may be a little bit lower because I'll be able to find that kind of stuff. Right. But watching it for the first time and basing it off of everything, like I said, the music was some of the best music I've ever seen in a movie. Yes. And the, and the way they hit it in, in everything. Freddy, the Freddy versus Jason Freddy is my this the best Freddy that I've ever seen. Yes. Without yes. without question. The look, the way he acted. Um, Ken Kissinger is my all-time favorite um, Jason. Really? Without question. Just because he gives that ominous, he's huge, he's got the stature, He's got that thing that Freddy or that Jason should be, just this monster of a man. Right. So taking all of that into consideration and and looking at it from that aspect and basing it as a horror action movie, Mm -hmm. I am giving Freddy vs. Jason the first Randy Johnny Small Town Horror Podcast 10 rating. Really? 10 rating Hands down. Golly! Based off of watching it for the first time and looking at it as a first-time viewer without looking at all the small stuff. Wow. I'm going to get you on that one. the first Small Town Horror Podcast 10-star rating. I am glad you gave it that. <laughs> for, for that very reason. Now, I know you would, you would give it a 10-star rating just based on the movie itself. Yes. So, but you were watching it to critique it. Right. So, I loved... Everything about this movie, wow. even there were even the, the the little parts where the like the dad's acting was kind of like you know whatever, but it didn't overshadow anything. You know, right, it, it right. didn't take anything away from it. There wasn't a scene in this movie that I didn't love. Sweet, e- even sweet. the scenes where um, when Blake was killed on the front porch with his dad. Mm-hmm. Yes, his dad's acting was terrible, but they made for made up for it with the scene in the street. Right, with right. Freddy in the shadow, and then the way Jason killed him, the splatter and, and everything is like that, everything about this movie. I absolutely love. I I am so. so and I, I, was, I I made them worried because I've been telling them for months that I was going to give this like a terrible rating just to mess with them. Well, I got nervous when we were watching the movie because right before the first fight, you looked at me, you said, "Uh oh, now it's time for it to pick up," and I was like, "Oh God, that means he's been bored this whole time." No. When I said that, I meant now we get to the the meat and potatoes of what this movie was actually mm-hmm. about. Yeah, nothing that not taking anything away from the the first part of it. Right. But I feel like whenever they finally got together, and this was like as you said, round one of mm-hmm. the Freddy versus Jason fights, it was time to see what that was all about. You know, right. time to finally see them two together. Mm-hmm. But what made it for me was the scene where Freddy came out of the dream into the reality. And Jason was in there. That music hit, man. And I I hadn't got chills like that in a movie in a long, long time. Right. Like a long time. It had been. Um, yeah. It's, I, I loved everything about it. I absolutely love the movie. I'm just. I'm so thrilled to hear you say that because, you know, I've went on. I What is it? IMBD. Mm-hmm. And I've went on Rotten Tomatoes. And yes, when I'm on there, I give it a 10 stars. Yeah. But I'm not. But I'm rating it at ten stars as a fan. Right. Like you said, this one I've seen it so many times that 
you know, and I can't even believe that I forgot some of the lines in this because, dude, I could quote that movie like easy. Right. But like you said, this time I was critiquing it and I was like, okay, don't give it 10. Let's, because, yes, if we wasn't here to critique movies, if we were just here to just talk, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, that's 10. Yeah. And, and that's why I wanted to, I, I truly believe it's a 10 star rating based on everything that I watched for the first time because I didn't get to, I, did, I wasn't watching it to, right. to pick it apart, you know. And you may watch it again, pick it apart, and then be like, mm, nine, nine and a half. Yeah. But, and I know people that listen to our podcast are probably sitting there thinking, really, you're giving this a higher rating than Shining? You're giving a higher... Here's my deal, man. One, it's just our opinions. Yeah. Two, I told you, if I can watch a movie over and over and over again, mm-hmm. that's better for me. Yeah. I think I gave 14 away a better rating than The Shining. Yeah. I, I, think, I think I did. I, I think I did, too. But... And that's, that's one of the things that I, I'm taking into consideration, too. Like, even though this is the first time I watched it... I honestly feel like I could go in there and watch it again right now. Just oh. because there was so much in it, so much to keep your attention of it. Right. And that's like, you know, like, like going back, I'll say, I love Jason's look in this. I yep. love the coat, he wear, the overcoat he wears. Um, when I first saw the first production photos, I was like, why is his head black? Yeah. But I liked it because he's been dead so many years, he's rotted. Yeah. Ken Kersinger, I think he did a great job. Like I said, I think he played the job, or played played Jason great. Some people were like, "Oh, he's too stiff." That's no, it, that's it was, what I loved about it. It was something new. Mm-hmm. Freddie, Freddie, to me in this was just as evil, and just as funny as yep. the original and like the third one. Yep. Um, his look uh, when I met Robert England, I actually got, you know, he had all of his pictures that you could pick for him to sign. I picked. A shot of him from Freddy versus Jason, and yeah. it's the shot where he's like, you "Think you're so smart, huh?" You know, because that's my favorite Freddy look. Yeah, I felt like Ronnie, you did a great job as directing it. Mm-hmm. I love the story. Now, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, they had an original story. They said that there were so many people that was writing the script for this, and I'm glad they went with the one they have now, the one they did, because the original one was going to be a cult. And they were going to be called Fred Heads. And they were going to bring back Freddy. Yeah, that would have been terrible. Yeah, I was like, I didn't like that. No, that would have sucked. But this has been our longest episode. And I really didn't think it was going to go this long. Yeah. But I'm sorry, man. I had to, <laughs> you know. Hey, I, I, I loved it. Like I said, the I, I hate that it took me this long to actually watch the movie. Because I remember watching the trailer for it when I was in high school. Right. And thought, yeah, man, that looks bad. You know, I need to watch that. Never did watch it. Well, I figured I was building it up too much for you because I was like, dude, this is a great movie. I love it. And But like I said, it's just, it's one of those deals where this shot off and then all of a sudden, because this made so much money. Like I said, it was a box office success. Yeah. But then this shot off the Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Then people said, well, I want to see Leprechaun versus Chucky. I want to see Hellraiser versus Fre- Hellraiser versus Freddy would be good, I think. I, yeah, I think that one would be good. I would never want to see Michael and Jason because they'd be so boring. It's they, not. Well, and that that don't play for Michael because Michael don't go just. Yeah. Michael's Haddonfield. He's this. I really wish, though, they would have done part two like they originally said. And they even say it if you listen to the commentary on the DVD. During the credits, they even ask uh, Robert England and Ken Kersinger. Would you ever put the mask on and would you put the glove on? They said, oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. They said, we'd love to do a part two. And they were even talking about bringing Ash in. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see Bruce Campbell come in and do it. But 
to see to see Bruce Campbell's one liners along with Freddie's wit and his exactly action, that would be sick. But anyway, that is our review of Freddie versus Jason. Uh, I could not be more thrilled with how the episode went. I know this was a long one, but I've got a feeling our next episode is going to be even longer. And it is Randy's pick, and it he picked Silence of the Lambs. Anthony that, Hopkins, Jodie Foster. Oh yeah, oh, it's going to be so good. And that and that episode will be coming out on Friday the sixteenth. But now we. You know, we said this month was going to be our favorites, and we went back and forth on on the third film we were going to review. Yep. We even we, what well, at one time we had Phantasm. We had Phantasm. Uh, uh, you had never seen it. I had seen. Right. Uh, I think at one point we talked about American Werewolf in London. Yes. Um, but we none of them really stuck out. Right. Then we got to thinking about another movie. Yes. That doesn't get near the respect it should. Yeah, like. I just feel, I know there's a following of this film. A lot of people like it, but I just felt like it never held up. Right. So on the 30th of this month, we are going to be reviewing 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts. Love it. Oh, man. And that may even be a longer episode because we were even talking about doing, going through the 13 Ghosts. Yeah, the thing with 13 Ghosts is like the movie itself is is really good. But where you, where you really get the mystique of the movie is looking into the backstory of the thirteen ghosts because each ghost has their own story, right? So and, and I mean you can you can watch the movie, but if you don't know the backstory of the ghost, they kind of they kind of tell you some of it, but they don't give you everything of of the of every uh, story, right? So learning every story and and really diving into it because they actually have it online where you can go through and read through every single story, it adds so much to those characters. It's it's crazy. And eventually, like, you know, because Randy's been talking about it, Randy's kind of wanting to do a YouTube page. I would love to do the YouTube page. Yep. It would just have to be more of Randy's style because I don't, you know, I don't really yeah. know all about that. But I think it'd be cool if we did a YouTube page that we went through 13 Ghosts, even if it was just like an episode a week. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, just do 13 weeks and, and really dive into each ghost. Yes. That would be cool. But we, we've got this year booked up all the way till. At least September. Yeah. And I know there's some films that he's really wanting to do, and I am as well. But it's getting to the point where we feel like we're going to have to start doing one a week. Yes. Just because we got so many we want to do. Yes. I mean, and, and that's what, you know, one of them that I'm wanting to watch, but then again, I'm not. I'm wanting to watch Cannibal Holocaust. Man. Because so many people tell me about it. And. Well, if we do Cannibal Holocaust. We got to do Green Inferno. Right. And that's just as bad, if not worse. So this month like is, like I said, based strictly upon our favorites. Then we've got the next month book. But I would like to leave one open if we get enough followers and have it strictly, okay, leave comments on, on the Instagram page or the Facebook. I'll post a picture that saying, you know, what would you like to hear? And just throw something out and we may pick two random um two random movies and give y'all a shout out on whoever picked the movies. Yep. Because I think that'd be pretty cool to do. I think, it, I think it would be awesome to see what you guys think we should watch. So the ratings for this episode for Freddy vs. Jason. I gave it a nine and a half and Randy gave it a ten. Shocks the crap out of me. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> but like I said, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Continue to support us. Look us up. Uh, tell your friends and family about us. And we just appreciate every single one of y'all that tune in. 
And our next episode will be on the 16th, and it is going to be featuring Silence of the Lambs. So with that being said, we're fixing to sign off. So as always, stay scared. Stay spooky.